If the toy maker loses the game, his world will vanish, but he has the power to build a new one. How? The toy maker is immortal. He's lasted for thousands of years. Very occasionally, of course, he loses the game and then he has to pay the price. That price is the loss of his world? Yes, but uh, he himself is not destroyed. He goes on forever. We'll <laughs> never see him again, will we, Doctor? Oh, my dear, don't talk too soon. The mind is indestructible. So is the toy maker. But you defeated him! Yes, just at this moment, but there will be other meetings in another time. Then your battle with him will never end. Yes, you're quite right, my dear. Kate Lethbridge-Stewart! What do we do this time, Doctor? How do we fight the human race? Melanie, hello! <laughs> they giggle in everyone's head. Stooky Bill, the first face to ever appear on television, put there by John Logie Baird himself. But I've never seen him before, so how do, how do I know that long? The very first image has been hiding in every screen ever since. Sneaking into your head, carving a wave and waiting. How do you two know each other? Don't know, go back to the TARDIS. You never tell me to do that. Oh, but he is recognizing me. Are you not? Get pleased, air doctor. The toy maker. We meet again, doctor. Who is the toy maker? I beat the toy maker, I won his game, but now he's here. He's found his way into reality. Not dying. I know. Every single one of you is fantastic. They call me the doctor. I'm the doctor. I am the doctor. I'm the doctor. I'm the doctor. I'm the doctor. I'm the doctor. I am the doctor. I'm 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 the doctor. And I'm the doctor. Someone tell me what the hell is going on here. Hello, Z, and welcome to the final episode of the 60th specials for Who Do You Think You Are? The Doctor Who retrospective on Best Film Ever. I'm Ethan, and that's all there is for, for now, but I might just need to, I need to pull a muscle. Give me a second. Yeah! 10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. Oh, I've, 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 I've. Cross the timelines here. That's, a, that's, a, that's someone else's entry line. No, I should have to pull myself back together. I, I, I'm Ian. Wow. And we're here to do the giggle. We're saying, well, kind of saying goodbye to David Tennant, saying hello to a brand new face and some old familiar faces. We had some predictions last week. I don't know if you want to talk about those or jump straight into this one. Uh, uh, no, I think we can jump straight in because i think at the overall and maybe that's a better question at the end for going we made mm. some predictions are we happy about it I, th I think they're more sort of cumulative sort of questions so yeah. maybe we just recap kind of what our excitement levels were independent of that mm. going in yeah where where were you because i i edited but i forgot it's such a quick turnaround isn't it uh between when mm. he first came back and this one that i kind of was like pardon the expression i don't want him to go <laughs> it was kind of uh <laughs> how my general thought process was. Um, yeah, I was on such a high with the quality of the show last week, and I knew there was a big thing that had to occur. I also knew it was the Neil Patrick Harris episode, and he ain't coming around to just, you know, not chew every bit of scenery he can. Yeah. So I knew there was a lot of stuff we had to get through. Uh, but no, I was, I, I, was, I was really quite... Uh, 
um, excited in a melancholic way because I knew that for that to occur means the end. I think they should have spaced these out like once a month is what I think they should have done. And just let me live in the current with David Tennant for a bit longer. It's I've had a lot of breathing room with David Tennant as the current Doctor because uh, the last like year I've been buying the Doctor Who magazine, so I'm getting like he's an adventure with the Fourteenth Doctor. So I've had I've had a lot of Fourteenth Doctor, but that's like my fan brain general audience going, oh cool David Tennant, oh no where'd he go? Yep. So it's been really interesting. I think it's really cool though because it's the first time in like five years I've seen Doctor Who trending at number one on Twitter. And it's still, I think it's number two now, but that's because the football was on or something else happened. I don't know. Yeah, man, you lost three now. <laughs> that was a big deal uh, yeah, on Twitter. That, that, that'll be why. And then Arsenal were top of the league for like all but three minutes. Yeah. And now, you're, now you're at two. Yeah. And Aston Villa are apparently coming for you. So that's fun. Well, that's right. I watched it. it Al- Alphabetic order thing. means something, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's where we are. Also, a little teaser, because uh, I, I think that's fun. I'm going to get Ian's live reaction to the next Sonic Screwdriver, and I'm really excited to see where this one goes. Yeah, I was scrolling. It said something about Sonic. I went, nope, scroll, scroll. Ethan said he was going to show it to me, so I have not seen it. I have not seen it. Excellent. So we opened the giggle with the Hooniverse Ident, and we're in Soho 1925. And there's a man entering a toy store, and a German toy maker meets him, and it's Neil Patrick Harris. I'm not going to say who Neil Patrick Harris is, because the show wants us to know that later on. Sure. And the man isn't interested in any of the games or toys that the man's uh, really wanting to sell. He's interested in this one doll. And this is Stooky Bill. Do you know the history of Stooky Bill before this episode? No. So, yeah, this is Stooky Bill, the first ever uh, thing that was captured on live television image. And uh, the guy wants to buy Stooky Bill, but leaves Stooky Sue and the Stooky Bobbies all by themselves. And uh, the toy maker, there's a little bit of is that, casual is that, racism. Is that you trying to do like a little bit of, speaking of casual racism, is that you trying to do a German accent? Hey, listen, Neil Patrick Harris, I love him, but maybe it wasn't the best. That's, oh! That's why I love it. See, his, but his is supposed to be inauthentic, so I'm yeah. okay with it. In the sense that yeah. it's supposed to be a little bit of, yeah. And I'm just yeah. having some fun. Um, I haven't, I think I have a theory why he's doing this as well, other than just to be like a silly, goofy guy. I uh-huh. think there's like a, a deeper reason. Uh, and the toy maker, yeah, he does a bit of casual race. Whoa, 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 whoa. The, uh, the guy running the shop, whose name we don't oh, know I'm yet. I'm calling him because t- he's making the toys. This isn't a... Oh, and you said there was something we have to call him later. I thought that was... Oh, I was, I'm going to call him a different name later. Oh, my bad. Ooh, yeah. And uh, this German toy maker, there we go. Uh, he does like he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sure you're with the weather. I'm sure you used to hotter climates. Like, no, I was oh. born in Cheltenham. Which it's I interesting because re- it did feel like a like like a like a 1990 onward um, re- retort to something that maybe yeah. in 1922. Um, it's still something you wouldn't say, but that retort with the uh, with the. Um, the oomph behind it. That's that's very much a late 20th century, 21st yeah. century response. There's a meta-narrative to it. And I'm still not, I, I understand the reason. The narrative this is this is I'm gonna have a little gripe with Russell here. And it's not really a gripe, it's more going, he loves the story more than like anything else. So this mystery character from before. Uh I read the bet the, the, the celestial toy maker is uh he's very much like doused in a lot of racial ambiguity he's he was a white guy that was dressed in very like uh 
Eastern clothes and was accused of doing yellow face. And oh, my cat just dropped the song. Um, <laughs> what do you mean back? And, back, back originally, we mean. Yeah, back yeah. like in 1966, and there was there was all these accusations of uh, racism, and the name Celestial wasn't used in like a universal sense. The stars, it was more in a uh, uh, the sense of Chinese uh, culture. So okay. this is them going, yeah, this is he's this like not explain not explaining away why, but them going, it's a meta commentary on the character's evolution. So from now on, he is played by a white man, but there are like connotations of he's always been like bigoted in some way or another. So their theory is this that 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 the theory where we're presenting. Yeah. Is that this being that lives outside the rules of logic and chaos and is an alien, if he can get that concept down, yeah. has some sort of grudge against specific ethnicities on Earth? It's not the best idea. It, 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 un- it unravels a bit if you start pulling at the yeah, threads. Yeah, like I get, I get the meta commentary, but then it's, it's them then, trying to retcon and fix a mistake in it. Yeah, it's yeah. also in the same. I view in the same way that Russell's like, "Oh, I'm gonna re- choose Rose's dead name, and it's gonna have a link, and it's gonna mean doctor in a language. Isn't that clever?" And it's going, "Oh, you didn't have to do that, but sure, whatever." Law, okay. It's very much like Russell fan brain moment, but. uh he he gets the the man gets the doll and is like oh well this isn't for me or a, a child this is for uh, John Logie Baird and he's uh, the man who's going to invent television and this is John Logie Baird played by the same guy um, so Russell T Davies the writer wrote a series called Nolly on ITV very very interesting series with Helena Bonham Carter and she plays Nolly who was the first ever woman to be on color TV and the same guy who plays John Logie Baird here played him in that same series. Oh, that's cool. And th- this is where Russell got the idea for it. it originally, it was going to be Stooky Bill was the villain, but he couldn't picture uh, Kate Stewart pointing a gun at a puppet, so we we get someone else. His yep. brain is fascinating. Uh, and, you know, Stooky Bill works, and they've got all these lights, so they can't have a human in there, so they've got the puppet, and he's going to burn, and we see his face drop, and they celebrate, and the customer starts to hear this laugh. And um, uh, Logie Bird is like, oh, I keep wanting to say Yogi Bear. And he's like, oh, imagine Boo Boo if we could uh, hear what he was thinking or what he says. And we hear this laugh, this ha 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 And we get the titles. And then it's today in big titles. And uh, the doctor's walking through the chaos run of Britain as they're all fighting. And some guy tries to fight a car because he can't drive, but he pays his taxes. And the camera focuses for a second on someone in the background who looks a lot like Neil Patrick Harris. Great focus pull. I had to go back and go, wait, was that? Yeah. And uh, the doctor's doctor's like, you're going to get yourself killed. He's like, it's not my fault. Two days ago, everyone started to think they were right all the time and they won't change their minds. But I know I'm right. I'm the only sane one here. Oh, I don't know. For some commentary. I don't really know how to comment on this one, being honest. It feels like I've been hearing this arpeggio in my head all along, (laughs) is what I'm thinking. Whatever uh, I say, I'm going to sound like such a hypocrite, and I, I completely acknowledge nah, that because right. this is—we do a podcast where, like, here's my opinion. Maybe we are right here. Well, at least you don't. Have I a catch- think we're more self-aware. I mean, I'm the guy who has the catchphrase. Ian is always right. I mean, come on. I mean, true. it is. It is. Um, 
And there's nothing wrong with thinking you're right or arguing your your, your point of view. Um, everyone else is wrong. It's just the idea that can you at least go, well, we disagree and walk. Yeah. But but it, there seems to be something. And I mean, this is a bit of a, I mean, this this epidemic is a bit loosey-goosey explained. It's a heavy-handed commentary on the 21st century. I don't know if it feels a mm-hmm. bit like those darn kids in their Twitter battles. But... Uh, Oh, is it is it our darn kids, or is it just more about the idea Those that we people. we just don't listen anymore? We live in echo mm. chambers, and all we do is shout. I think that's the commentary. I don't think it's necessarily mm. direct, nor to be in Russell T Davies' sort of um, wheelhouse to kind of go after the kids. I yeah, think it's a commentary on Wait, yeah. Uh, I think it's a commentary on society at large. Mm. Um, keep in mind, the guy who's doing the shouting, it's a lot of people who would be considered older than me. You know, a good 10 mm, years, it's, a lot, it's a lot of people who are middle-aged doing the uh, do, do, doing the shouting. We, didn't, we actually didn't see a whole lot of young people doing the shouting. There's it's, a bit of a meta-narrative, actually, I'd say, like commentary. I love saying meta-narrative, apparently, today. Um, it's my, what was it, the, fir- the first episode I was like, uh, baby's first. This is my baby's first that I've... Um, it's uh, there's like kind of like a falling down some kind of pipeline and saying like really vitriolic stuff as we see with a couple characters. It's I think it's almost like an internet rabbit hole radicalization thing, but kind of brushed over. But anyway, look, it's Neil Patrick Harris and he's in a top hat and a suit and he's French this time and he's dancing and he dances with the doctor and he's like, oh, French words, ooh la la. And uh, Unit, thankfully, have arrived, and they've found the Doctor, and they can get Wilf to safety. And we hear a line oh. from Wilf, which is from 2008, the episode The Poison Sky. Oh, is it? Okay. So at least, a reused at, line. At least that prediction was... Uh, kind of used. Was kind of yeah. used. We said that they, yeah. they might unearth some, some some archival footage to help cover. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm okay st- with it. it. Like, you go with the Doctor. And I'm like, yeah, go on, Wilf. You're going to go and shoot some moles. Good on you. Yeah, it, 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 it made me a bit sad. I don't know. I mean, mm. There's nothing else you could have done. There's nothing yeah. else you could have done. But I'm like, maybe they'll find mm. a... And no, we're just going to find a way to write Wilf away. Mm, and, now, th- yeah. and that's going to be it. Mm. And oh. it isn't a Doctor Who anniversary if the TARDIS isn't helicoptered away by you. Yeah. And yeah. this time, it's to Avengers Tower. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, when I saw it, I went, oh, so... so <laughs> the universe is is not straying too far from their <laughs> Disney Plus cousins on this one. There was a theory for years after Endgame. It was like, who bought Avengers Tower? We, we we now know, we who, know who bought who it. it. Is. It's Kate. Jeez. And uh, we see that's Charlie what Unit again. wants to do is keep a low profile. Well, they do say the Doctor even here is like, you know, your dad used to want to keep everything really like low key, but <laughs> here you are, out and proud, saving the world. Oh, and Kate geez. rushes up to him, and I thought for a moment she's on a war path. And I, I thought it was going to be the slap. I thought yeah. this it was the look you always do, yeah. right when Jack Sparrow gets slapped by whoever the woman of the week is. I totally yeah, thought like the same when thing. When Sylvia went and went and kicked this shit out of the Doctor in the the like one of the episodes before, but she just holds him tight and hugs him. I've and I like th- which I think for people who aren't British, they need to realize this is the least British thing ever. And this is like this is the stoic woman. No, yep. I mean, like three, four weeks ago, we covered Power of the Doctor, and all she was was she is, I am going to save the day. I'm gonna do this. This is the first time I've ever seen Kate vulnerable in 12 years now. I think she's been in this series. The first time <sighs> I've ever seen her vulnerable. No, it's important. It's it's important to, to save things like this for I think they're trying to make this thing have more stakes than it did. Um, 
if it lasted longer. I think there's limitations when you. I, mean, I, I love the the structure as they did it by giving them that episode last week. Mm. Although this might have felt better as a two parter, so you could have at least built up. I mean, because like the threat is very yada yada, and we're done with it. Oh yeah, we're done with like it's. I've I've compartmentalized it in my mind is it's the calling card of the villain of this episode, but. I doubt. I don't think that's like the intention, but that's like a way that you can describe it as a why it's yada yada over. Yeah. Uh, and creates like I've fought so I've fought Zygons, I've fought Yetis, and all these different things. But how do we fight the human race? And we enter the building, and a woman gives the Doctor a file on everything, and uh, we do a double take, and it's Mel played by Bonnie Langford. I mentioned Mel like a month ago when we did Power of the Doctor. She was in the um little therapy session with with Yaz and everyone else. I hope she mentions this story to them. That would be fun. And uh, the Doctor's happy to see Melanie again. And they'll, they'll catch up later, though, because they need to focus on something else. And Shirley brings the Doctor up to speed that two days ago, everyone started to think they were right, and no one could be talked out of it. And the plane that crashed in the previous episode, we find out, was the pilot thinking he had the right to park anywhere he wanted. And that's why he did it. And uh, if everyone's going mad, that means the government is too. And we get uh, like B-Tech Boris Johnson <laughs> going, why should I care about you? And it was very poignant considering in the UK, like four days ago, the prime minister was like, I want to abolish the human rights act for parts of us. So that, that was very uh, on the nose, I guess. But uh, everyone in units, okay. Cause they've got this armband called the Z-Dex. Thanks to the Vlinks. The Vlinks is there. The Vlinks will return russell said in the audio commentary is this I, is this new is this a new creation this this is a new creation it felt like we were all oh, right because he introduces them yeah it felt like yeah. this was like russell's building his stable of yeah. uh you know there's only so much you can get out of a potato right so yeah, if, the, if the unit spinoff does happen as it's rumored to you know you get you'll get kate you'll get probably uh mel because she'll be in the next series and you get like some old returning faces and the Vlinks will be like your your TARDIS or your Mr. Smith or like Kit from Knight Rider, that kind of thing, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was all right. It's 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 good to remind everybody that we're part of a larger universe. Yeah. The Doctor Yeah, a Hooniverse, if you will. There's a, there's another verse apparently, but we'll get we'll get to that in like an hour, I'm sure. And um the unit's okay because the ZDX, like I said, and it stops the brain spiking. Kate's like, I'll show you. Look at my brain scattered. She takes uh, her ZDX off and she's just go she goes crazy. She starts being like, You're an alien. I can't trust you. And there's a redhead conspiracy. And then she's like, I've seen you walk, wheelchair uh user. What I've seen you walk. And they, that, they try and stop her. Here's the thing. Yeah. And I don't know where to go with this. I don't know if it's just lazy writing and they went for something really offensive. Everybody thinks they're right. Not everybody makes stuff up. I don't know. It's weird. This Do you know what? Like, like yeah, there's a difference. Like the guy who goes out there really believes that he should be able to do what he wants on the road because he pays taxes. That is a truth. He pays taxes. Mm. He's not making up that he pays taxes. So... I was hoping against hope that on some recess of the brain that, but, but the, but did you say the actress is, is, is in a wheelchair? Like this is her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I can't remember her name. Ruth Maidley. She she is in her wheelchair. Because she doesn't say, Doctor, you have, I've seen you, you know, all sorts of things that were untrue. I'm trying to think of something that'll be, you know, I've seen you punch a baby. She doesn't say that. Yeah. She says things that we know to be true. But then she gets to, um, I, I forget the character's name. Who's uh, Shirley. Shirley, who's in the wheelchair. Yeah. And says, I've seen you walk. You know I've seen you walk. <sighs> She kind of does and kind of doesn't because, like, the way that she gets up, she's sort of standing, but it's not like uh, that's like, not walking. But, like, there's yeah, a different exactly. thing. Um, if yeah, it was like it turns us into if, it's, if it's, it turns us into our most bigoted versions of ourselves, fair. It's kind of what he is, kind of what he said. Like later on, the doctor's like this thing is taking the worst parts of the human race and amping it up to a hundred. Sure. But I don't know, I feel like but we were told it makes people earlier. think yeah. they're right, not it brings out the yeah. worst in humanity. Um, that that's an that's an explain away thing later. There's like a it contradicts itself at points, but again, I don't think they put as much thought into this as they went the other stuff. Exactly, it's, it's a thing that you when, when you. My thought is, as someone who very occasionally writes stuff, but nowhere near obviously the scope that this is, you have to go if you're going to say this line, and they want the big oh, yeah. then you need to make sure you haven't written yourself into a corner just to have that payoff. And so they want the payoff, but go, but don't think too carefully about how we got here. <laughs> oh, hey, so yeah, yeah. I was really hoping she'd be a villain in the end. It was gonna be this great twist. And it was gonna be like, and then I went, no, hang on. Ethan said the actress, the actress is, is, is can't walk. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. But I was like, this would be this would have been such a great reveal because we all think, no, no, no. She was talking out of her head because of yeah. this. But you said they think they're right. <laughs> oh, I was hoping for something bigger. But yeah. And we see all there, and she rips off the Z-Dex before anyone can turn it back on. And she gets grappled by the unit soldiers. And then she's fired again. And she apologized and apologized to Shirley. And she's like, oh, it's fine. It happens. And um, it's we find it's spiking in everyone's head, and it, it's not being beamed as they thought. It's just generated from the brain, but it's not affecting anyone who's been in the TARDIS. Which, um, Kate has been in the TARDIS. Kate was in the TARDIS and Power of the Doctor. Granted, I don't know if that's did he say she was in there for like a second. Did he say extend? I'm sure there was an adjective. It extends like it puts because you're out of sync. I think he said those who have time, spent yeah. like an extended amount yeah. of time in the TARDIS. I think. I'm sorry, Russell. Uh, no, no, no. I'm just trying to think if there's any other loopholes here because we don't really that know any other characters. Because it says you're out of sync. So, and I don't think she traveled like Kate didn't travel through time. She just traveled from one location to another. Think, it's just yeah. a nice line of dialogue in it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. They've got, they've got I the did love. Foot. Have we talked about why we can't just give? Do you have notes about why we can't just I'm give? About, okay. I'm about to okay. get to this. So um, for like a year or so, Russell was like, we're going to have a returning character that everyone loves. And it's Trinity Wells, the newswoman. And I was like, oh, oh cool. We're going to see Trinity Wells. When was um, she? Was she in Russell's first run? Or Yeah, she okay. was like always the woman on the news that was like, the things are going wrong. Or, like the American news lady. So the and, whole time um, John Sims living it up as the master, we're cutting to her a lot, are we? Yeah. Okay. And unfortunately, people are anti Zedex and refuse to take it because they think they're going to be monitored. It's like, you know, I am anti-vax and poor oh. Trinity Wells. 
who was, you know, just our normal newscaster has gone like full Tucker Carlson, Alex Jones, like, <laughs> they're mono- I'm not taking the Z-Dex, I'm blah, oh. blah, blah. J. Jonah Jameson in Spider-Man. I'll, no way, I'll no say way. this is about as thinly veiled as you can get. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, all you needed I'm was like lie. a wink and like the and like <laughs> across the bottom, the news ticker just says, we're talking about the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm anti-Z-Dex. Yeah. Uh, the anti-Dexes, I guess. And uh, they filter out the background noise of the audio waves that are like they can hear. And there are these seven spiking points in the brain waves. And uh, it started apparently when a South Korean satellite launched two days ago and connected loads of different screens and systems. And it's linked to everything. And Donna goes, well, I did teach my daughter how to play a recorder for six months. And she went, this isn't for me. But that opened a whole other can of worms. So I, I guess it's like, you know. Rose didn't want to learn uh, the recorder that much that she was like, also, I'm trans, which I think is really funny. And it's a classic arpeggio, as Mel says, because she's played by uh, thespian and West End superstar uh, Bonnie Langford. And she sings the arpeggio and everyone gets this weird feeling of the la 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 la, like they know it, but it makes them uneasy. I... Don't know what's the stronger thing that Rose is the person who gets us here. You know. Oh, what Mel? Well, the Rose is the one who figured not Rose. Uh, oh, Donna. Donna's the one who figures it out here. Um, because I don't, you know, the likelihood she knows the notes on a treble clef is a bit. What's the word I'm looking for here? Unbelievable. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I just... I think it's because the screen has, like, similar lines on it that look like... Yeah, um, looks like a, music, so a staff, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I guess this, this this equates to some sort of... Maybe there's some Dr. Donna nonsense still there. I mean, that's going to be the way out of everything if you ever have Donna Noble on. Is there some <laughs> remnant of a Dr. Donna? So as you It's were. also an excuse so we can have Broadway star Bonnie Langford do it, sing a note, and be like, look at me, I'm musical. Yeah. And uh, only the humans react to this because uh, it's burnt in their head. And Shirley finds the origin. It's not a tune; it's a laugh, and it's the giggle of Stooky Bill. And it's the very first image again that was hiding in every screen since its creation. And it's been waiting. And the Doctor Sonics all of the unit screens, and we see Stooky Bills on, on all of them. Let's unpack this. Yeah. Why is the internet the important thing? Because if it's been going since the dawn of television itself, which long predates the internet. Yeah. Haven't the South Koreans been looking at TV anyway? I think it's just, it it's also just makes it like, it time's linear. That That's that's the, well, like, time is linear in this show. Like, t- it does move and it, then re- reflect on itself. Yeah, because like, you know, if a doctor's been to the future at various points and if it's, it's my old Bill and Ted time thing here. Yeah. Um, that time works on two different linearly moving scales. Yeah. Um, I got another problem when 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 we're all done, but we'll, we'll <laughs> get to that if I can remember what it was. Yeah. I saw it. Oh, no, I need to have, twice now. I've gone. I didn't remember to tell Ethan that. And I've forgotten. Um. Yeah, I mean, this is this is typical Russell T Davies, David Tennant, who at his best. Um, I'm going thing. to just explain things to you and just yeah. take. Ooh, be scared now. Okay, cool. 
it's it's like that sort of te- uh like Davies era but Moffat story where they go here's a real thing we're gonna create like a spooky like origin to it, a spooky story like you know what this was a really bad version of this was a remember the episode where I think it's a oh I think it's a Matt Smith episode it could be a ten episode but I think it's a Matt Smith episode where everybody with a certain blood type goes and like. Oh, that was Tenant's first Oh, that's Christmas Invasion. Episode. That's yeah, Christmas Invasion. Yeah. Look, look at me bookending it. Oh, but that might be clever then <laughs> to sort of do one, this. That one was interesting. But that though. one's I interesting because there yeah. was some sort of a, huh. And I could see how you could sort of weaponize yeah. that as opposed we to put this. put this thing in there because we wanted to show the world how great we are, but it's been our, like, our, our downfall. Yeah. It's kind of in that same way. But they, they're like, oh, this is the puppet, so we need to find the puppeteer. And the Doctor's starting to figure out who this might be. Something returning after a very long time. 57 years, to be exact. And uh, the Doctor's like, well, this don't think you can excuse yourself for this, because you you can be intelligent, but you're using it to be stupid. You need to. You never needed to have this. You didn't need help to hate this much. So someone's using the human race's worst attributes to play them like toys. Oh, I, th- I think this is Tennant's last great speech. Oh, as, I think there's, there's the another doc- one. Is there like another one? Do, like, this was this yeah. was good. It's to the point good- where I thought he'd lost. I, I thought something had happened to him. I'm like, oh, what, 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 what's happened to 14? Is he? And no, he's just getting all off his chest. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because the Doctor's still the president of Earth, thanks to the 12th Doctor, he gives Kate permission to destroy the South Korean satellite with a galvanic beam, which apparently is the same radiation that they had in the episode of Midnight. You know, where everyone starts repeating uh, each other. Interesting. Thanks, Russell, for for bringing that one up. I didn't even notice that. And um, this will be important later, this beam. And it happens, it's time for Mel and the Doctor to finally catch up while they're trying to, you know, get the beam's coordinates. And Mel traveled the stars. So Mel was the companion of the sixth Doctor, uh, Colin Baker, for a year. And um, everyone always said she was kind of not treated the best with the production because this is the time where uh, Doctor Who production uh, recap, uh, they wanted to destroy this show. Uh, it, the, the head of the BBC drama department at the time was a man called Michael Grade and he went, I hate sci-fi, I think it's stupid, so I want this show cancelled. Sorry, that's around my door. Can I hold your phone side? Oh, yeah, no worries. I'm back. Sorry about that. Oh, no worries. My landlords are on through a letting agency. My, my landlord sent yeah. me a uh, um, a bottle of wine and some Lindor chocolates every year for Christmas. Oh, it's always nice. it's always a really nice gesture. Hmm. And uh, yeah, that was that. But the, the first time ever, they've gone. Can we see some ID? And I'm like, I don't know my wallet. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, there's no. This country's 18 years of age. I'm like, there's no question. I'm in my 40s. Like, there's no. He's like, I've not been ID'd in a long time. He's like, he's I like, need I think 25. He's like, I need to see your ID. I'm like, lie. I guess it needed to put something in there. So I tried to give him my age, and he was like, no, I need to see ID. And then, then all the parts of you that are like, they kind of felt like one of the guys in the episode. I'm like, why do you need to see my ID? What's what's that about? Why can't look? I'm clearly over the. The question isn't. The question I here isn't. My taxes. The question here isn't because the purpose of the age check is: Are you old enough to legally have this? Yeah. And, and I understand the program goes, so therefore just take whatever number I give you. 
why do you why do you need to see this and then i get all what are you trying to you're trying to steal my identity blah, blah. i didn't say any of this but yeah. in a brief moment i'm like all I'm right into kate when she was really starting to yeah. like, be like why do you want to know everything this is an invasion of my privacy so that's so, exactly so then i couldn't find my wallet because I, I never could never have my not my phone page mm. and everything yeah. a lot of time the wallet just sort of makes its way it's in some pair of trousers that's my bit that's the thing i'm like i always have my my student id on me uh like for, for uni because i'm usually there but i don't need like nah. my regular wallet stuff so it's just my phone and, and that so um thankfully i knew where my passport was and i was like i can do that <laughs> i was just be like dude i got nothing for i i don't know i'm not gonna sit here and <laughs> and, and and then i'm like my door's open please don't come in the house <laughs> all that stuff because i'm just mainly because it's not it's not a tip but it's 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 not really you know ready for company so to speak so yeah. that was the story of uh ian's brief um uh, uh recess from 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 the, from the pod there <laughs> nice where is it i was oh yeah so there was a man called michael grade in the mid 80s i was trying to tank the tank the who that's what you were yeah he really hated it and he's he's very proud of the fact that he was able to get it cancelled he's also the reason that he he put it off the air for 18 months and then he went fine bring it back but get rid of uh colin baker and that's why sylvester mccoy exists colin baker never gets a regeneration scene when the show comes back on air sylvester mccoy's just there right as he's finished regenerating Okay, so I just want to I just want to jump in here. Yeah. Um, the doctor we saw in Jodie Whittaker's last episode, which yeah. is a future presentation of a doctor, is there any reason why that doctor can't be between those two? Yeah, because uh, when when we see the seventh doctor, because he's regenerating, he's wearing a, a wig that looks like Colin Baker's hair. And he's wearing Colin Baker's costume, so he's going, "Oh, I just regenerated. That's crazy. I was just the sixth Doctor." Okay, I'm trying to think. Stuff. Does Eccleston do anything like that when he doesn't do anything like that when he's revealed? He's just all he's not no. he's not freshly regenerated, is he? Kind of. They retroactively have it after you know, Day of the Doctor when the War Doctor regenerates. They put like a PNG of Christopher Eccleston on there, so it like is to go right. They're they they're they're able to retcon. It's what I'm what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. But Which there's no lock. Yeah, okay. I still think the Fugitive Doctor is after the second before the third. No, no, yeah, we were talking about it. So I was just trying yeah. to tie in my own very yeah. much more casual timeline. So yeah, there you go. But yeah, people were like, oh, Mel didn't really get that much of a of a like respectful time because she was only there for a year and she was nineteen and they put in all these very weird scantily clad outfits and made her do like the, the like the sixties era screaming and doing nothing else. So you know mel's been kind of wanting everyone's wanted mel to have like a reoccurrence in some kind of thing because her character was a computer programmer and hacker and she never got to do any of that stuff in this series so i guess now she works for unit and she can do that stuff and she traveled the stars and the person she was with died at 101 years old she was able to get home with the help of a zingo and we don't know what a zingo is but sounds it, it like a space uber is what it sounds, sounds like. like it and uh, she got home and she realized everyone she knows is gone her parents died and no one actually knows what happens to her parents like they didn't explain it in the, in the original series russell was like i'm not going to be the one to do it there's a theory at cyberman i don't know not my job and uh she's here now and kate offered her a job at the same time uh like she was in the uh the meeting i guess so she works for unit now this is part of a doctor who um problem i guess i'll say yeah is that for doctor who to work the 
audience needs to see the regular people of London and the world in general. Yeah. As people who are as inexperienced with Doctor Who villains as we would be in real life. Like so therefore yeah. we need to invest in all these other people and even the companions to a degree as avatars for ourselves. The problem is the people of London should remember so many attacks by Cybermen and by Daleks and the time we all went ahead and stood on the edge of our roofs and all those things that they don't. It's that like the flashy the, the, thing from Men in Black resets them on on the daily. I know the like during Matt Smith's era they were like, all that stuff before, time reset. They That's fine. Remember. You can do that. That one's yeah. fine. Everything else, not a clue. I forget the which one it was with a year ago. Some tyrants took over the planet. Yeah. There was one with Capaldi and I was like, you can't. Okay. This is the one you can't forget this. This is that the site when the Cybermen were dead people. Maybe it's like, the, yeah, the dead people in the statues or something. Yeah. It's not statues. Yeah. Cause the, it was, it's like the first, uh, double, like, uh, finale he has where all of the dead people were converted to Cybermen. So all the graves around the planet are empty because they're Cybermen. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I you can't forget that, this. You know? And then, and then sure enough, everyone's like, There's, oh my God, aliens are real. And I'm like, you know this. You very <laughs> much this, know this. He had this three parter in his final series and it's like, the world got rewritten and changed because of these monks that traveled through time. I watched, like, I watched all his stuff. So yeah. Mm. And Bill at the end is like, why is no one remembering any of this? And the was like, people just forget. Like, yeah. They move on <laughs> because, you know, really... Time is in flux or something. It's a really and it's like, lazy. how do we write our way out of this? Like one of the biggest changes to reality. It's just, that's always the, the underlying thing for me is you should yeah. remember some of this, not I unit really, unit's jobs to yeah. remember this. I really hope, because obviously uh, in two weeks' time, or just under two weeks' time, was the 10th, the so 15 days' time, we're going to have another episode of Doctor Who. I really wonder if if that companion, like, our new companions could be like, yeah, it was really weird, like, two weeks ago, I was just trying to beat the shit out of everyone. What a weird time that was. It's weird. I'm like, Because one of the problems people have with professional wrestling, if you watch professional wrestling, not yeah. the outsiders, but the insiders, is that there's very little, at least back in the day, there was very little respect given to long-term storylines. Yeah. So we're like, why are you now friends with this person who tried to stab you? You've never come across <laughs> why that's not a thing. Or you're ignoring the fact that you guys had this issue five years ago, and now we're pretending that you guys have an issue for the first time, but it's not the first time. They've cl they've started to clean that up and sort of respected yeah. the lore more, and I think much like that, we're just asking for the smallest breadcrumbs from Doctor Who, where you go, just acknowledge y'all stood on the roofs, or just acknowledge that y'all were like, like literally a plane was going down. We've yada yada over mass mass death. There was a time that all the planes in the world stopped flying. They just started hovering in, in like frozen in time. And everyone was like, that's meant it, it trended on Twitter in, in universe. Uh, I think there's a line they use like, as an excuse to be like, oh, isn't continuity funny? Thanks, so and so. And yeah. we'll get to that in a bit. But like, again, I don't know. I don't like, it's one of those, th I've always come to accept going, 
you know, 700 911s basically happen every day in London. But the next day, everyone's going to go, oh, this is the first time that's ever happened. Isn't that m- weird? What Aliens? Sure. Uh, Kate gives Donna a job uh, for £120,000 a year with five weeks holiday. And I went, Donna's going to die. I went, this is clearly me. If Donna's got the job of her dreams and a great holiday and paycheck, she's going to die. I think this is nothing more than here's your scratch and win ticket. Yeah, this is. It's not as ridiculous as a hundred million pound rollover, but it's it's pretty sweet. It's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Because we open her going, oh, I lost my job again. And hopefully she doesn't spill coffee on any of the unit stuff this time, because that's how you start a war. Uh, and Shirley's found where Stooky Bill was televised, and it was back in 1925. And uh, as uh, D- Doctor and Donna go back in time to Soho then, they talk about Mel and why the Doctor's never mentioned his old companions. Like, well, I'm a billion years old, and I'm busy. I-, I can't just take time out and talk about everything. We'll be stuck in the TARDIS forever, and I I can't stop. And Donna says, well, we've not stopped at all since we've seen each other. And I kind of saw inside your mind for a bit. And you are staggering along. You're st- just, you're not, mm-hmm. you're not working as you should be. And maybe that's why your old face returned because you're wearing yourself out. You can't keep repeating the same thing. And the doctor just ignores it. And he's like, I think Stooky Bill is going to be here. And they go to uh, the toy store where the, to- uh, the toy came from, Stooky Bill uh, came from. And it's the toy shop. And we see uh, the German man playing a game in the window, following the Doctor around, trying to hide, and then the Doctor enters, and he's juggling uh, balls and telling, you know, the origin of the ball, and he's like, the stone man picked up the rock, and he said, das ist ein ball, and he killed a man, and das ist ein fun! And he's going all of this, and he's throwing balls at them, and they're all catching them, and Donna butts, and is like, okay, that's enough. And he goes, I wonder which one of you had the balls. And uh, he knows Donna's name, and She's like, okay, well, how do you know each other so well? And the doctor just says, go back to the TARDIS. And he never does that. Mm-hmm. Because, because in case you missed that, don't worry. Donna's going to tell you that he never yeah. does that. Oh. <laughs> he's done it before, but, you know, only when it's super dire. And uh, he's like, he's recognizing me now. And we intercut between uh, this, this, uh, these shots and a colorized version of a couple different shots from the 1966 story, The Celestial Toymaker. And we see the original uh, Toymaker, who is played by Michael Gar, who you might know, Ian, as Alfred from the original Batman movies. Hey! Yeah, the Toymaker has a Batman link and a BFE link, kind of. So wow. And, um, you know, he's like, he's like, oh, you're the Toymaker. And the music gets all creepy and chanty. And he he breaks the accent. He goes, "We meet again, Doctor." What did you think of Neil Patrick Harris's British accent? Because I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, Neil Patrick. Kind of Americanized, but not Neil Patrick Harris' British accent yeah. was was great. And I, I I mean, I don't know if you got any place in your stuff for for Neil Patrick Harris and, and overall thoughts on him. Um, uh, I'm gonna do it after. Um, our life gets spiced up, I think. Sure. Then I yeah. will hit the pause button. Uh, but I thought his American, uh, sorry, his British accent was was fine. I think he's mm. uh, probably had some experience in other roles. Um, I'm trying to remember. I never saw Lemony Snicket and all that stuff. Is he a British oh, accent in that? Very good in Lemony Snicket. He's great. Is there a British accent in that? Eh, 
kind okay. of. It's like it's like a transatlantic, almost like hybrid. Uh, uh, he did. Oh no, he was American because he did. It's a sin because the reason he does this show is because he did. It's a sin with Russell and Russell messages him on Instagram going, "I've got this really good idea and I want you to be in it." And he sent him the script over Instagram, which is really dangerous. Yeah. By, by the way, was this for Doctor it, Who or was this for? This is for Doctor Who. No, well, he, let's keep this is this was this wasn't dangerous. This is tactical. Yeah. Yeah. And he he sends him the script via DM and he's like, oh, "Okay, yeah, I'll do this. This sounds great." Oh. And um, th- this is, you know what, when this first got announced, it's really interesting because I didn't, I didn't for a second think about the Celestial Toy Baker because I've never been able to watch the episode because, hey, fun fact, the episode doesn't exist. The, fo- the final episode exists and that's it because mm. it's one of those junked episodes. Uh, if you like the Toy Maker, the BBC have reanimated the entire story uh, to release in like February so everyone can see the first appearance of the toy maker it's a very reanimated so are they using do they have the audio still yeah so um a bunch of nerds basically from the beginning of time used audio devices to record the audio from their tvs when doctor who was airing oh okay so you can you can technically watch every single episode of doctor who that's ever existed just not in the way it was originally done so you have the original audio recorded from someone's tv and then they had these things called tele snaps which were like uh, professionally photographed uh, scenes from uh, each episode, and it would be like a still image. So you're basically getting yep. like an audio drama, and then it's almost like you've taken a, every couple. It's seconds. almost like you've taken a like you've storyboarded it. Yeah, I said you're seeing with, like an with photographs, an animatic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, and over time they they'd animate it so it'd be like a full moving image and like two D animation. This one's in three D. I think it looks really ugly, but I guess it kind of works with the aesthetic, which is the excuse. But I still think. It looks a bit gross, but you know, we're Doctor Who fans. We'll take slop if we need to 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 watch an episode that hasn't existed technically. Sure, so, like, I'll, if I'll it's take that, what I can. if yeah. it's that or not having it, of course. Oh yeah, I'll yeah. I'll take whatever. Like there are some really ugly episodes. Um, Reign of Terror is one of them. It looks awful animated, but you know what? I'll take it if it means I can understand the story. It works, and um, uh, the the toy maker, as I can now call him uh, properly, he's like, if the ball game was the first game, what was the second? And it's hide and seek, and he runs off, and uh, the Doctor and Donna follow through the corridor, and it's an endless loop, and they keep going forward. And Donna is like, I don't understand. This doesn't make any sense. I've understood the lo- the logic of other monsters before. All the laws the Doctor's clung to, they're gone. Here oh, okay. So this is nothing more than a setup, and not a good yeah. one. So that the doctor can monologue about and inform us about the rules and yeah. how there are no rules. It, 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 the setup felt unorganic. Um, because I don't think they point at the other ones where she's going, Oh, I can logically understand. I, it was, it was again, we can Dr. Donna affect it if we yeah. want, but, um, yeah, I, I just I, the adipose. I understood the Ude, understood the reality bomb, which no one understands. But yeah, yeah, I felt this was just a way to go. Okay, we need to get the doctor to mono. What's the best way Who to do it? Time, I know yeah. we'll get. Yeah, because you have to inform. Yeah. Why is the doctor so scared? And you know, actually, you, you, you know who the line probably would have worked with. Wilf. It would have worked with Wilf, and yeah. maybe this is a workaround. And if it's a workaround, I can forgive that. I really would have loved how much Wilf was in this. Episode. How much Wilf? I don't know if you had a point. How much Wilf do you think we would have gotten? I think Wilf would have been maybe in like maybe 
20 to 30, like half of this episode. I like to think Wilf would have been in at the uh, the pulling scene. I re- I would I would have loved to have seen his reaction to that. So do you that. think Wilf stays behind when they I jump back in time? Unit. Yeah, I think Wolf's okay. a unit, which could also explain- So similar to what's her name. There's an addition to- to the TARDIS later on, which could, granted, that's also for Shirley for the future series, but I think there's also going, oh, see, Wolfgang, blah, blah, blah. So that's that would be nice. Cool. And uh, who's the toy maker, though? When the Doctor was really young, which is funny because he looked like an old man, uh, he was really sure of himself and cocky, and he made the mistake that, of falling into a realm below the under oh, right. and called End Space. And uh, science was a game, and he beat the toy maker. At his gate. It's kind of cheating, though. The, the doctor did cheat, and we're kind of glossing over that. So they played this final game, and I was I I, I watched the, the final episode and I I read the story before. Um, but this is also why I think he keeps switching between accents because the doctor mimics his accent, his voice, to do the toy maker's move of this one game so they can win and escape. So then that can be, this is why he keeps changing his voice so the Doctor can't do it this time. He technically cheats, but he also kind of won. I don't know. But um, that's whatever. You might hear it in the intro. I thought I'd do something clever. Maybe it worked. And um, he escaped and he beat the toy maker and the Doctor caused him to return to the realm because, you know, he was casting salt at the edge of the universe and played a game which let the toy maker in. That's he- a, that, okay, that's a very thin Intro. Oh yeah! I know. Right. I try and say it there. I'm like, I know you've said some words. Doesn't really line up because I cast the salt. It's always. A, it's just a silly, you know, the the myths. It's all like this episode is all about myths and myths coming to life. So every myth that you think is fake happens because reality is shifting, which also I guess explains another myth that happens later on. And uh, he's defeated beyond belief. It's like Sonic, Tardis, Time Lord. Take that away. Take away the toys. What am I? I don't think I can save your life this time. And uh, Donna's like, it's not about me. And he disagrees because maybe Donna will save him, she says. And he thinks he's he's he'll lose this time because, you know, he won the first time. And Donna brings up a, a phrase her dad said that, you know, every game starts from scratch. The dice don't know what the dice did before. And Her dad's 100% right. That's exactly yeah. how finite mathematics works. Yeah. You might over the sense of a large sample size, but what happened before has no bearing mm. on each individual dice roll. 100% right. You, Jeffrey Noble. I love 100% her right. dad's still present. Her dad was present in, in her final episode uh, like when Tennant originally uh, I- regenerated with, with the lotto scratch, and he's still here to give some kind of hope, which is really nice, even though he's... Oh god, he's been gone for like fifteen years. I don't remember her dad at all. He was in he was in one episode. He was in the uh the Christmas special. Like the first oh, hang on. Ride. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was supposed to be Wilf. So basically Wilf because uh, yeah, Wilf shows Wilf up does, in Voyage yeah. of the Damned. And that was yeah, his and, moment. Yeah, and then uh the original actor of Jeffrey passes away and they go, Well, we'll bring, everyone loves Bernard Cribbins. He'll be his uh he'll be Donna's grandfather and he'll have all those lines it's it's strangely bookended for mr cribbins then yeah jeez well, that's kind of what sweet the, what are the in like a morbid way yeah. and the pep talk's all done and the doctor's like okay cool i'm gonna forget that i want to stop you from dying because i'm gonna run through the door and oh get your this me. was 
so stupid. The idea being, especially here, here where like nothing's predictable, blah, blah, blah. No, we're going in everywhere together. We're doing short open, short shuts. There wasn't even like he was running after somebody that he saw that would explain this. He just gets sloppy. (laughs) And I don't know about you. I felt this was the wrong choice to do the episode after the last episode because we had a full episode where basically they were doing this. Yeah. I think probably it's only like maybe three minutes in total, so it's yep. not like the full thing, but it's it's just so you can have like spooky, scary moments. And where, you're alone and you yeah. can't hear each other, but I'm still disengaged. I'm just going, yeah. okay, we did this last. Is this it? Is the, Are we out of ideas? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I moved my thing for a second and here we go. Uh, so the doctor hears someone begging for help and he uh, opens the door and it's the customer from the beginning and he's all wrapped in like paper wrapping. And uh, he couldn't stop hearing the giggle, he says. And he went to the toy maker to get it to stop. And he was like, okay, I'll stop it if you win the game. And he lost. So he got turned into a little wooden puppet. And uh, we see this massive toy maker looking over him because it's his reality and his domain. And he's playing with the puppet and he turns it into the doctor. And he goes, I thought I was clever. I thought I... And the doctor runs away. And Donna, meanwhile, gets the more interesting part where uh, Suki Stuki Sue run, uh, appears and she tells a creepy little poem about Stuki Bill leaving her and her Stuki babies. And for some reason, she's Scottish. And uh, the Stooky Babbies descend from the ceiling and attack Donna, and she throws them all off and beats the ever-loving shit at a Stooky Sue until she's shattered, and even says the poem of, Hello, Stooky, my name's Donna, and now I think that you're a goner, which was, you know, triumphant Donna moment. And uh, they immediately reunite, because we just need a spooky moment, and they're dragged into a theatre puppet show, and the toy maker wants to give Donna a recap, of everything that she's missed since uh, she last saw the Doctor in 2008. And he met a friend called Amy Pond, and he loved Amy Pond. We see a puppet of Amy playing around, but Amy was touched by the Weeping Angel, and then she died, and he snips uh, the, the string so she falls, and then the Doctor's like, um, actually, she died of old age. Well, that's all right then, he says, like, mocking him. And then he met Clara, and she was killed by a bird. Snip, snip. Well, actually, she still survives in her last second of life. Well, that's <laughs> all right then. I'm with a toy maker on that one. Like, out of all the ones you're gonna have, that's a Amy she Pond is Amy Pond is the one when you're like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and then and then came Bill. And she was killed by the Cybermen, but her consciousness actually survived. Oh, that's all right then. And we get the Flux, and the Flux killed everything. And the dog's like, okay, fuck it. I challenge you to a game. Can I say, I, l- I love this. Oh, it's great. And Neil Patrick Harris does all of the puppeteering himself. Oh, does he? <laughs> oh, he did the card games. He did the all, yeah. all the mad. Like, he's a trained magician. Uh, like, he yeah, did he everything for it. Um, this is what i'm talking about though you have to respect your own long-form storytelling and so whenever they cross streams if you will and you know i've got uh paw i've got uh, russell t davies talking about moffat there's a slight touch on chibnall with the flux but really it's all here's the really let's just talk about the moffat run which is who the other characters are from i guess it's also none of chibnall's companions have died as well they all got a, ha- a somewhat happy ending. Ryan and Graham got to go off. Dan goes off. Yaz goes off. They're not dead. 
there is a lot. I do wish that there was a Yaz mention later on, which I thought was a bit odd, but does yeah. it? Oh, I keep, I'm so bad with this. Doesn't Graham's wife die in like the first episode? She does. Okay. I don't think the toy maker cares. About I don't think her. she really counts as. Is that no, one really on the doctor? Really I was. I was. That was yeah. one. It's not really a companion. He's an inciting incident. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he's like, cool. The toy maker begins to monologue and say, you know, I came to the universe and I was so delighted. I toyed with supernovas and made jigsaws out of your own history. Hint, hint. The reason why we've had so many continuity errors, like in the movie, they were go the doctor was re revealed to be half human on his mother's side, and everyone thought that's crazy, and why the timeless child happened. So any continuity error has been explained away ever so slightly with "I made a jigsaw out of your personal history." Yeah, all right. Hey, sure. And uh, we find out that the master was dying and begged for his life, and. He had one final game and he lost it, so he's been sealed for all eternity inside the toy maker's golden tooth. And he shows his teeth, and he has too many teeth, and it's really unsettling. Honestly, I didn't notice that. He's got like double the amount of teeth that he should, which is really cool. Um, yeah, because uh, the last time we saw the master, he was on the machine the planet. Metal planet, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I was, guess is cute. He was on Cybertron, and yeah. um. <laughs> Just allow me my 80s reference. Yeah. <laughs> Heck, you're going back to the 60s for your Doctor Who. Um, and then I, I guess somehow. This is your way to, the master, to, to bring it all together? I mean, you, with every new Doctor, or at least, you know, within part of the process, the master needs to be recycled. It's one of the great yeah. reveals of any Doctor's run. Who is their master if they have one or or potentially multiple? Mm. Even um, Missy's is kind of, even Missy's kind of felt in, uh, Smith's era because she's the reason that Eleven and Clara do meet in the, in the first place. Yep. So there's always some kind of interference. So yeah, I, I, I enjoy that. And with every new doctor needs to be who is the Moriarty to your homes. That needs yeah. to be a thing. And uh, you know, before we went for a female doctor, we went for a female master. Mm -hmm. I mean, let, let, let's not sort of forget how we even before we went for a visible minority as the full-time mm. doctor we went for a visible minority as the full-time master so um there's some really interesting um sort of movements towards in inclusivity um mm. within these two characters and people love the daleks and people uh, i get it um if you give me a master episode i don't know it's this was for, a good for, history for, for for me that's my i love evil versions of heroes that's that's the most interesting mm storytelling for me is typically you know when 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 he-man met evil he-man or whatever the situation is you find yeah. a corrupted version of Jedi the hero Sith, all that kind of yeah stuff. you look at james bond in skyfall or or in, or in, Ooh, or, in, yeah. or in goldeneye which we reviewed on mm. the pod you know tainted agents who are just as good as bond and you go oh okay take everything you know he's got all the skills but he's been corrupted what do we do the doctor uh, and, the, and the master are Batman and the Joker, they are destined to do this thing forever, and I'm mm. always here for it. And so just the hint, the gleam of the master, if you will. <laughs> and I'm um, buoyed, I'm interested, and um, yeah, all I needed was the hint. The hint, the, the hint remains, yeah. um, love it. And I was like, so why does everyone think that they're right? And it's so they win, apparently. Because in the 21st century, they write and they type and they cancel. So now he's made everyone right, so everyone wins. But it means that everyone loses. It's the never-ending game. The Doctor challenges the simplest game, which is, let's cut. Highest card wins. 
and the doctor the donna's uh the donna donna's like the toy maker will cheat but this is how we find out if you didn't know the the rules of the game define the uh, the toy maker's existence. He can't cheat. He has to follow the rules every time. So the doctor pulls an eight. Toy maker pulls a king, and the doctor says, "Well, one all. I won the first time. You won now. So best of three. So why don't we make it twenty twenty three? And he vanishes. The toy maker vanishes, and the emporium falls apart. So Doctor and Donna run back to the TARDIS to go to twenty twenty three. You have a feeling and, this was yeah. either shot or really written before twenty twenty three because it was said like it was this great punchline, and was, when you're in it, you're like, "Yep, that would make sense." This was filmed June twenty twenty two. Yeah, so that's why twenty twenty three feels like an oomph. As yeah, opposed when he to, says it, he's like, "Wow, that's a crazy year." I yeah, it, it, but what if you're from the audience perspective, you're like, "Yep, that's it's when we like are." Twenty twenty four, actually. Yep, we're almost well, at the. We're not that long. Good thing it didn't get delayed. Yeah, and um, uh, the back in twenty twenty three, you gonna have the galvanic beam to destroy the satellite to end the plight of the giggle, and the toy maker's calling card is officially over, and the doctor arrives with a toy box and entrusts Mel to look after it. And Donna does magic typing because she's got the fastest fingers in London, as we find, because she's, you know, super temp. And uh, she sends, she ends the link in the chain of the Stooky Bill screen burn, sure. Uh, they mention something called Triad, which apparently is going to be coming back in uh, Shooty Series, and it's like a, uh, like, just their operating system. It's a Triad technology, so that'll, that's like our, uh, when they mention uh, Harold Saxon in, like, a, a Christmas special before he appears. Oh. That kind of little hint. Can we just mention that the arpeggio is supposed to be as sung by um, Ginger Number Two? You know, the laugh does not return to the root. The laugh remains at least a half tone lower. Go and listen to it. It's like "Eh." it's a little bit lower. And I just couldn't stop going, it's not the right note. <laughs> and therefore, your whole thing you've written is incorrect. I'm amazed Bonnie Langford did pick that up. So Bonnie, well, she probably never heard it. Mm. So Bonnie Langford's song should have no impact on anybody because <laughs> it's not the thing they heard. Just saying. At, yeah, at this point, the doctor tries to explain the toy maker and he can't. But as he does, someone starts burbling some, some music and... Uh, music plays and then it's it spice up your life last time we had uh, rasputin the time before we had the master with i can't decide by the scissor sisters and uh voodoo child this time we got the toy maker doing a lip sync to spice up your life and it's you know the the tradition of a campy villain song this is a thing they're doing now isn't it this is just this is something i really like it (laughs) Um, it's may- chaos. It's utter chaos. Maybe it's because I saw it just recently with the Rasputin team, which I thought was great. Yeah. Um, serve off. I really like it. I just went, oh, we're doing this again. Um, yeah. And for me, my experience is, you know, I just saw Power of a Doctor for the first time, I don't know, a month ago? Not All even. Right, yeah. So, yeah, a bit soon. Um, I hope they've, again, they've. I hope they've paid their rent or their whatever it is on the Avengers Tower or Stark Tower, whatever tower this is. <laughs> and I hope that same check covered the reality stone because. Uh, oh, yeah, he's moving about. Well, he, he manipulates well, not, reality and all that kind of stuff. Not just that, but also what's, what's going to come out of the guns in a minute. This is very, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is very, you know, Avengers Infinity War. They try and shoot Thanos. 
He tangos with Kay and spins her so hard, she slams it into a wall and does the same with Mel and she hits the floor. And two unit soldiers go to attack him and he just touches them and they turn into balloons. And Shirley grabs one of the balloons and there's the guy's just screaming in the balloon. And Kate's like, what's going on? And the doctor goes, they're dead. I'm sorry. I can't do anything. And the music's still blaring. And it's this weird, like, this little bit of absolute body horror and then i love the spice girls this is great i didn't think when we started doing the podcast this year our second or third episode was going to be spice world i didn't think it would come back to bite me in the ass in december (sighs) there you go very good uh for this to be for this to be successful and it was successful it was a a highly entertaining uh and he's dressed up kind of like a uh a circus performer yeah yeah it's almost sergeant pepper's like kind of it's like a nutcracker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Very Christmassy. For this to work, and it does work, mm. um, you need the actor doing it to fully commit. And we saw it with Rasputin, and we definitely see it here. Um, whatever it is that Neil Patrick Harris has, and, and his casting can't be overlooked as we bring knowledge, or at least some of us bring knowledge of NPH, into his role and therefore Mm. what he does his previous stuff adds to the presentation of the of the celestial toy maker yeah um no i think this is probably the campy highlight of his of his episode um we're just saying something yeah and and i and i thoroughly enjoyed it uh a question i've got and you might want to pause it for the end i don't know In an episode that's supposed to be tenant signing off, is there too much NPH in this episode? Ooh. Does he I have st- been thinking about this. Does does he draw focus? Too much focus. He very much like he eats every scene that he's in. Oh yeah. Like it it's like a battle between tenant and um Harris of who can get the, the limelight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as we find out the bullets aren't working because they're turning into petals and he's like swimming in the petals and the toy maker vanishes oh, the again. The snow angel <laughs> might have been my favorite part. It's so good. And uh, he disappears and uh, a bell begins to ring and he has the galvanic beam. And he's dressed as a World War II German pilot. The costuming in this episode is absolutely top Oh, it's incredible. Also, the thing I love about this is everyone's like, oh, shoot, he's got too many costumes. Because I've seen like maybe 300, like so many different uh, iterations of costumes. And I think uh, Neil Patrick Harris might already like have him for (sighs) a run. And he's dressed as a World War II German pilot, and he's aiming the beam at everyone, fires a warning shot, and glass shatters everywhere. And Kate says, where are my staff? There are people. And the toy maker just says, I think they're still falling. And the doctor's like, I just don't understand why you're so small. He can turn bullets into uh, flowers. He could do so much good, so why not? And the toy maker's like, well, good and bad, they're just nothing to me. All that exists to me is winning and losing. So the doctor tries to make one final barter. He said all these different faces, so why not just come with him and they can leave this tidy world and take the games to the stars that they did originally and play across the cosmos and they can be celestial together. Retroactively changing what celestial originally meant in the 66 serial to meaning across the stars, which, sure. Uh, They almost argue... um, He's almost sort of selling himself into slavery 
yeah. to, to, you know, I will be your forever prisoner. I will be your forever uh, whatever. Save these people. Yeah. To save these people, I will sacrifice myself in perpetuity. Yeah, it's, 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 and again, it's the idea that the doctor will not rest. Uh, it's weird. They really do hit it home this episode, but I felt it wasn't. Usually I'd groan and go, okay, you're going to introduce this thing this episode. I'm okay, I'm okay with this. I think probably because it was only the three episode run. So you had to I do think, what you had to do. I think it also kind of makes sense as well because we've, like, Doctor Who's gone on for 60 years. That's a long time. But then. You have fans that have been watching it for that long, or like thirty years. Or well, how many years was it off the air? I mean, this is one of those things. Uh, it was it? off the air for like maybe eight years. Okay, in so, total. so sixty eight. years, fifty-two of them with, with actual content coming yeah. out with yeah. with different stories in the movie and blah. So like, it's always it's always been around. I guess is the the excuse for sixty. But um, it's I've said it before. Yeah. I knew a guy. Yeah. He he was in a relationship. They broke up because she was cheating <laughs> on him. And then they got back together like, oh, we've 15 years of being a couple. And I'm like, we're all ignoring. We're all ignoring those two and a half years, aren't we? Because it yeah. feels like we should have paused the clock. I know it's, I hate Maybe, to be a stickler. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's one of those, I guess it's like the same way that you go, oh, 40 years, uh, 50 years of uh, Star Wars in like a couple of years. And you go, well, okay. But that, again, that's, a that's different. Show. Yeah, it is. It is different. Yeah, I guess the con the concept of the franchise of Doctor Who is now sixty yeah. years old, but yep. that kind of but it's not been on air for sixty years. It's it's a TV. It's, you're right. A TV show does have different rules. Yeah, semantics, all that kind of stuff. Because yeah, I wouldn't so, challenge it for Star Wars for for a moment. Yeah, no, uh, but because of that, like if you've been watching it for eighteen years, like I have, or you've been watching it for even longer between that sixty year period, the Doctor's never stopped, and it's always something. So at this point, we're going. Yeah, just take it, stop. You can kind of see almost 60 years. Oh, I hate to bring up. I hate yeah. to bring up. I hate to bring up. The doctor uh -oh. so has stopped. Oh, yeah, but you like. The one where he hung out with James Corden for a summer? Was it? I think it was like a week. Oh, he does like multiple. I thought it was like multiple weeks. Oh, the no, one with the. Like, it's a what about days. the one with, with like the black boxes show up and they all just hang out for weeks and weeks and weeks? Those little black cubes. That's a year. That is a year, but he's still doing stuff. Hang on, but he's he's just ch the whole oh, point is that he's adventures. They still go on adventures because there's a point where Brian's like, "How long were you guys away?" And he was like, six weeks, still doing adventures." Ah, then there's the one where he, I mean, this, Smith's whole last episode, he stays, but he's fighting. How's he fighting? What's he doing? He's fight. He's fighting to save the town from being destroyed by so doing the time what? Lords don't get because there's that crack in all of space right. and time. That so when he's fighting, what's he doing? Is this fight just being there, or are we just his fight? He's fighting the Daleks, and that he's like blowing stuff up, and always. Uh, but the whole time in, he's in there, battle. In the, yeah, for the six hundred uh, years. That's, all right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm the I'm actually person this time. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. The, the argument can be made the twenty five years he spends with River Song before she dies, but again, that he's got that pain of going. He's fighting. I'm still, I'm, yeah, he's fighting. The they emotion. got into an argument because he, uh, yeah. you know. What do you, you want for dinner? I don't mind. You pick. You never pick. <laughs> it was a long night. And uh, the toy maker just doesn't bite. He's like, I've fallen in love with humanity. It's the ultimate playground. And, you know, all the sports and gambling and the anger and the children with their joysticks and buttons and the mind games, the dating, the ghosting, the, uh, the deceit canceling. and the control, uh, the canceling. And he's like, I'll shoot Donna. What if I shoot Donna? Or Kate. Or Mel or Shirley, or anyone. 
and uh he's like stop it your fight's with me and he's like you owe me one more g-. and he just gets shot through the chest with a galvanic beam and i when i watched it live i went oh he's gonna hate this because <laughs> last week he went i don't want to see another doctor shot with a beam <laughs> <laughs> you know what though you know what it made sense. Oh, it did. It ma- when I, I was like, I was like, what? And then when he said, I fought Come against on, one, I fought against two. The third should be against the third. And my old time, my inner monologue was going, well, David Tennant's been screwed over out of a out of a proper. Jeez, I thought, I thought, and then, and then, it's, and I, then, I, I wasn't expecting it. And granted, like the trailer for the next time episode shows him like getting ready to regenerate. So I'm like, oh, it's going to happen sometime. He's going to be. Didn't think he'd be just shot halfway through like a speech and blah blah blah, and uh, the toy maker says, like you said, I played a game with one doctor. The second one was with this one. I will play the third one with the next doctor. And he hits the ground. He starts to glow. And Donna's like, "You're not going to die alone this time. She'll be with him, and so will Mel." And the two companions take hold of him. And Mel says, "You know, you you're not dying, but you'll be someone different. And it doesn't matter because every single one of the doctors is fantastic." And there's this musical beat which is the exact same music that played when the ninth Doctor regenerated when he says to Rose, you were fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And, and so, so was, I. was I. And it's this beautiful musical callback. There's all, There's been really nice musical interludes from previous Doctors. They have the Shepherd's Boy at one point from the 12th Doctor's era coming in. It, they really use all of these different scores. And it's time for the Doctor to, to, to go, he says. And he says, here we go again. And he says, Alon Z, which means let's go. Which mm-hmm. you know is you know it's the opposite of. I don't want to go. Yep. And he prepares to burn. He just stops. And he's like, "Can you the two you just pull? It feels different this time." And the companions pull, and the doctor starts to glow again. And another player joins the game and is ripped out of the Doctor. Welcome the 15th Doctor, Shooty Gatwa. I'm putting my cards on the table here. This leaked like six months ago, and I've been like for the last oh, really? time going, the, this is the thing. I'm in two minds, because you probably didn't know. <laughs> exactly. Quite, quite funny. You didn't know. No? And I spent six months trying to like go, This, the, how does this work? How does this work? It still threw me for a loop. And... Um, should I explain the con- like how this works, or should I do that later? I do it now. So, we're going to see the 15th Doctor at one point in time. What we're seeing is the 14th Doctor is going to regenerate properly at some point in the future, and will turn into the 15th Doctor. When he does that, he will be sent back in time to this moment when he is newly regenerated into Shutigatwa. So before people go, oh, he's just a cloner. No, it's the same doctor. The loop will close. The time, like the loop closes at some point when the fourteenth doctor goes, "I'm ready to regenerate. I've had my therapy," and turns into the fifteenth doctor, and is back in that moment when he first thought he'd regenerate. This is wacky. On a story perspective, wacky. Yeah. On a, I'm trying to relaunch Doctor Who level genius oh i think it's i think it's brilliant because here's the thing yeah shooty gatwa who is a um a pick that's going to draw the ire of some close-minded people oh yeah and and has for for a long time and so what did you do and we said this 
back to my prediction. Let's bring David Tennant back. And you do that, but only for three episodes, and they're going to air within 14 days. Bam, bam, bam. What you don't want now is you don't want Shooty Gatwa to be the one who took David Tennant away from you. And now David Tennant has not been taken away by Shooty Gatwa. In fact, what you have is about 20 minutes where David Tennant gets to publicly endorse Shooty Gatwa <laughs> and say, wow, he's so great. Yeah. At which point it causes people to go, I like Tennant, but I don't like Shooty to go, Oh, Tenant likes shoot. I'm very conflicted. No, so it, it can be- I've already seen people go. They they force Tenant to wokeify and blah blah blah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, they've not. Okay. Um, I think it's really interesting because Russell was like, I've always wanted to do a multi doctor story, and he was like, we was to do it with the current doctor and past doctors. What if you do it with the current doctor and the next doctor? Which I think is really cool. It's just a really interesting concept. Uh you kind yeah. of got it with Capaldi in the in the fiftieth, but that's like eyebrow cameo. This oh, it's just an eyebrow cameo. Yeah. What a eleven? No, sir, twelve. What? What? A, I I don't think I can think of a better way to celebrate Doctor Who's history than doing some kind of mind boggling what the fuck kind of moment with a regeneration in some way. Nineteen sixty three. The audience go, what? Yeah, who's this new man? Like they yada yada through it and go, I oh, thought it was a myth. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Myths have become real. And it's one of those things because regeneration's always been kind of weird in the classic series. There's a point when Tom Baker regenerates, there is this mummified, like calcified mummy type thing that's following them the entire episode. They called the Watcher. And at the end, when the doctor's going to regenerate to turn into the fifth, the Watcher fades into him. They go, the Watcher was the Doctor the whole time. He was his future ghost come to regenerate. And that's accepted. And okay. people are going, this one doesn't make sense. It's a timey one. I'm fine with it. I've, And this is me going for six months going, I'm going to hate this. But seeing it work in actuality, no, nah, it's, it's genius. It makes it, it, it works. It's, it's just a new thing to the mythology. The excuse again is, the toy maker is destroying reality anyway. So why don't we bring a myth into reality too? Uh, but the doctors push together and uh, they separate and they have a mix of clothes. Shooty Gatwa has no trousers, but the doctor doesn't have any underwear, it seems. He's also not wearing any shoes or socks. He's barefooted. So we've got this nice combination of clothes. Who's this, Ted? And- uh, yeah, Ted's yeah. got no shoes. He's got like no, he's got like an undershirt, but. Uh, no, like, proper shirt. Uh, 15 has that one. And 15 wants to know what the hell's going on here. And Kate and Shirley also want to know what happens. And he's like, I buy generated. And there's no such thing. It's supposed to be a myth. But it is now. And what does Mel think? And Mel's like, you're beautiful. And uh, 14's like, you mean still beautiful? And Donna makes a weird joke that I'm not, I'm kind of indifferent on, which is, how many how many colors do you come in? Like, oh. that, was weird. that was weird. It's a weird joke. I heard, yeah, I did hear that and went. That's weird. Huh. My 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 brain's like, well, shooty. This is an episode that okay. earlier went. You must be used to warmer climes, and we went. Oh, that's racist. And then she goes, "How many colors do you go? Like, yes, are they are do they have different ethnicities? Yes. Um, I guess, there, I guess I guess I guess that's the 
just—it's uh, one. Don't know. It's, it's just one of those things where, yeah, I, I guess if I unpack it enough, I can go. I understand why it, it's not mean spirited. It's just not a, a joke I would choose to put into my yeah. script. I've seen a lot of like, um, like fans who are black have gone. I get it, but I'm not a fan of it, and that's fair. Uh, it's like they're getting off on going, Shooty approved. Look, Shooty didn't get mad. Yeah, Shooty's all right with, with like it. The, with being like, oh, I see, Ruth Madley was okay with this or is this just, thing. Or is this the best way they could do without having the toy maker put balloons up the whenever that said, first black doctor. Well, someone was like, because it feels the like they're trying to look mad. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's not subtly at all bring out the, you all noticed he's black, right? Uh, and I think that's I what never, I, yeah. I think that's what this is. I think yeah. this is them going. It's, it's like a subtle have you wink, noticed, wink, nudge thing. Have yeah, you noticed fine. how big of a deal this is, folks? It's just, it's, it's just a, it's a, there could have been any other comment. It's a very strange. It's comment. a very strange yeah. comment. But meanwhile, the toy maker's like, "Cool, new plan. I'm gonna keep shooting you and create more doctors that are gonna split off and separate. And that's my new game: shooting doctors. And then both doctors go, "I challenge you to a game." And they're both the doctor, so the toy maker can't really say no because it's his game. He's doubled them; it's the same person technically, and he accepts because he loves to beat those he thinks can outwit him. And the challenge, the first ever game, the ball catch, and if you drop it, you lose. And it's the fate of the universe in the, the most anticlimactic thing ever. Oh, this was stupid. <laughs> the two games. So the game, the, the, the toy maker who loves his games. We had draw for high card and let's throw a ball around. These were the two games we came up with. Snakes and Ladders was one of the ones they played. In the, oh, yeah. Like there is a, They play a game of chess in the original one. And yeah. Fun fact. William Hartnell was on holiday for half of the episodes they were filming. So the toy. So they were like, what's our excuse? The toy maker made him invisible. So it was just the toy maker, the toy maker's actor talking to no one. Yeah, I love sixties Doctor Who reduction. It's a goddamn nightmare. Plus, he was dying. So, like, they were like, oh, he's yeah. not going to say his lines anyway. Poor man. And uh, eventually, with the combined wits of the two doctors, the toy maker misses and can't catch the ball. And the fourteenth wits, wits. They jump on each other's backs and do a bit of leap. Oh, this is this is. It's fun. It's it's. Silly. I didn't catch the ball. That's how I lost. In the first game, in the first time, he lost because he couldn't get the the thing on the pyramid correctly. So oh, this is at least that. Was, yeah, this what makes is an interesting concept. And you go, cool. What's gonna hungry, hungry hippos? Yeah, yeah, I guess. It's, it's I, it just felt very anticlimactic because you don't see it throw, you don't see it travel. Maybe it's because I'm too into sports. You don't, you don't. It, it oh is, no, shooty guy can't catch a ball to save his yeah, life. Apparently, the, so he just had to pretend he was catching. Oh, there was a lot of that where they just hold yeah. the hand up and you'd be like, yeah. "Yeah, you just cut to that though." The ball was always in the hand. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, it was just one of these things where there felt there was no anticipation. So just on one of the cuts, a ball knocks off his hand, and I'm like, it just yeah. didn't feel like there was any. Any narrative, it sounds really weird, but no narrative structure to the ball fight. I get the reason because it's like, it's the, first, it's the first thing he brought up when they met. But yep. at the same point, like, eh, it's whatever. Um, and the toy maker is banished as the doctor. That My prize is for you to be banished from existence forever, that that clause. And the toy maker starts to get flat Stanley. And he's like, flat piece of paper that's folded up and he's put inside the toy box and uh, he's like, my legions are coming. So like the third or the second like hint for the future. 
and uh, we cut back to nine. And they're gonna bind. They're gonna bind the box in salt. Is that right? In salt, yeah. In okay. in the deep darkness of the of the unit archive. So if we ever want, we can bring him back. And uh, the costume. I, I would welcome the curse. I would welcome it. Oh yeah, like it's here's. There's not a whole lot of singular. Well, maybe from my yeah. experience watching Who in, in the new era, the only singular characters who are like, oh, Master Davros. That's it. Yeah. To have a third. I'd like a third, even if it, because you used to have like Romana and the Rani in the classic series. And then the rights to hold the Tarani went, never again. How great was it? And a totally different function, but how great was it to have Alex Kingston's River Song for a duration of 10 years, right? Oh, it's brilliant. So you just have the ma- oh, Master, ugh. you just have the toy maker show up. Three, four times over a decade. But man, it would be something. But temp thing is, can you actually hold off now on... The problem with Doctor Who now is that everything leaks. Well, that's the thing. The only thing that hasn't leaked from this current era is Wild Blue Yonder. Because it was all done on on, on a soundstage, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And like um, part of the Christmas special has leaked and had leaked like a year ago yeah and it's frustrating because as much as i'm like i don't like to look on like twitter i don't look for leaks i don't because i want to be surprised thing that bothers me though is everyone on twitter they see a leak and they go i need to post this for clout i need to post this for clout i need to get opinions and i need to get money from x and twitter and blah blah blah. and the problem is how do you how do you remain a member of that fan community and distance yourself from that because it's all set up on algorithms so exactly. how do you yeah so the minute i when cm punk came back to wrestling for the wwe mm-hmm. i was like i'm gonna need to wake up in the morning and i'm gonna go check out the pay-per-view and i just happened to open up facebook when i woke up i look at my phone and it's the very first yeah. thing because my algorithm knows me and goes cm punk and i was like well they did um they oh did okay yeah they did a soaker and um there's a there's a couple surprise cameos in that and uh thanks to you know twitter and the fact that they now air the Disney Plus series at like 2 a.m. in the UK now instead of 8 o'clock in the morning, which made it easier. I wake up, I look on my phone, and you know what I see? I see everyone going, oh, Hayden Christensen this, Zeb from, from Rebels this, and I'm going, I, okay, mm-hmm. fine. I, like, I just get it spoiled, it's whatever. But, I don't know, don't you, I guess it's don't use the internet for is the rule for me, but a lot of the stuff we do for the podcast is on the internet and like I have to use the internet a lot for study, so yeah, whatever. And people really like to make they're making money off leaks, which is a weird thing. And I feel there should be a cease and desist there, because there is a Twitter account called like Doctor Who Production Leaks and Rumors. Verified makes money from it. And his whole thing is he goes to every single set, takes photos of what's going on, set photos. But he started taking photos of the like the footage on the cameras. That feels illegal. If Leak you're shooting your photograph from, as long as you're not trespassing when you make that photograph, yeah, you're okay. Exactly. That's the problem. If he was posting their footage without it being photographed, if he somehow obtained their yeah. footage, then that's illegal. If he's taking a picture of what they're filming. League, it's 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 weird. It's a it's a weird yeah, it's a weird little thing. But whatever. The day he's saved though, and fourteen can't help but feel regret because you know he's sad that loads of people died over those two days. And fifteen's like, well, you know, you can't save everyone, and brings fourteen into an embrace. And says it's okay, he's here. 
because he's living proof that he is going to be okay. And the two doctors and Donna walk off linked as the camera pans down and the gold tooth that encases the master is seen and you hear laughter of Sasha Dewan, Michelle Gomez, John, John Sim, and the original doctor, uh, the original master, uh, Roger Delgado. And they can be heard laughing as a red-nailed person picks up the tooth, which is, uh, I'm assuming, a reference or a homage to uh, the first time that John Sim died and someone picked up the ring when he was being burnt uh, at the end of series three. I think this is going to be Jinx Monsoon's character, who is um, going to be appearing in a episode with the Beatles. So, cool! Uh, 14 is walking the new Doctor, however, through all the TARDIS buttons and how they function. He's like, well, how this is going to work with two of us? And 15 says, well, you're running on fumes, like Donna said. And he's like, oh, it's just because I'm, I'm post-bi-regeneration. 15 says, you know, your whole lifetime, from the time you the first Doctor when you met the Toymaker, you didn't stop, and you've experienced so much. You were put on trial, you were exiled, you experienced the key to time, all the devastation of Logopolis. This is for people like me that go, oh, I know the classic series, that's a really cool reference. Adric, we love bringing up Adric on this on this show. Uh, River Song, all the people that they lost, Sarah Jane's gone. They love Sarah Jane and they loved Rose. But even at the Time War and the Pandorica, they fought gods and didn't think, you know, what the hell was that all about? And 14 says, well, yeah, you look fine. And 15 says, well, yeah, because you fixed yourself. We're Time Lords. We're doing rehab out of order. Eventually, you'll be fine, and you'll be me. And uh, Donna's like, I, I, you need to stop. And he's like, well, I don't know how. Because Donna knows what she did when, when she went through all that the first time she met the Doctor. She stayed in one place. She lived day to day. And you just keep going. And that's the adventure. And it's the one adventure the Doctor said he's never had in his life. And Donna just goes, maybe this is why your face has come back. You changed your face to find Donna to come home, to rest, to detox everything. And 14 says, well, I can't, I can't leave the TARDIS. It will hurt too much. So then 15 has an idea because the toy maker's domain apparently is still lingering. So uh, he, he thinks he gets the toy maker's magic mallet. And uh, maybe he thinks as he runs out the TARDIS and gets everyone to watch, they wish him luck, and because he, he he won the game, so he gets a prize as well. And here's his prize, and he smacks the TARDIS with the reality bending hammer and creates a future copy of the TARDIS. It's the same TARDIS. Everyone's going, oh, so shoot, he's got a copy. It's the same TARDIS. The same thing that's going to happen to fourteen when he regenerates. That TARDIS appears there. It the, the loop is closed, and uh, they they wish him luck. And the, the, there's the new TARDIS. And uh, 14 looks at the new titles, and it's even wheelchair accessible, which is because uh, Russell T. Davies spoke to a fan who's called like Tom Harris. He's a he does Doctor Who YouTube stuff. Um, and he's in a wheelchair. And he was talking to Russell T. Davies a long, long time ago. And he was like, you know, I don't, as a kid, I never thought I'd be able to get in there. So eventually they made it. An interesting fact I found out, he interviewed Ruth Madeley like a month ago. And Ruth Madeley uh, in the Doctor Who Unleashed uh, behind the scenes thing was like getting upset, like, you know, happy tears about the fact that she was able to help that happen. I don't think she realizes the person who interviewed her was the person that like made her <laughs> that happy. You you have to assume that she would know. You'd hope so. They must have spoken about it. But, you know, uh, they look in this new TARDIS and the console's updated slightly. It's this really cool little line around it, which I think makes it like pop a bit. And there's a jukebox and uh, 14 leaves and goes back into the previous TARDIS 
And uh, so 15 enters the new one. I love saying numbers. It's making my brain hurt. And uh, he powers up the new TARDIS. And uh, David, I'm going to you, Tennant leaves the previous TARDIS and follows uh, Shooty Gatwa to say goodbye because he was running off and they all hug and Donna hugs uh, Gatwa and he's like, look after Tennant. He said, and, look, he said, look after me. Oh, look after me. Yeah. And uh, there's a great big universe. So he wants to pop off and he's like, I love you, but get out. And uh, the Doctor and Donna leave as the two Doctors salute each other. You know, that final, you are the Doctor, David Tennant giving the all clear. And uh, they both go on their new adventures as the new Doctor begins his next one. The the 14th Doctor begins his new terrestrial one. So now the Coda. And uh, it's the Temple Noble family having a family garden dinner as the Doctor tells them stories of his adventures with eyebrow creatures and mel enters and they all eat together as a family and they joke about going on more adventures and donna says you know, to rose you know you're grounded we need to wait for the doctor to feel better before you think about going to mars and rose goes again because he's been going to Mar he took rose to mars and he took mel to the gilded age of new york and because he can't turn down his favorite niece you know that's what this is his best friend his brother-in-law the evil stepmother sylvia and mad auntie mel and granddad's off shooting moles up the hill. Wilf gets to live. Originally, Russell wrote like a scene where he passed on. And then Phil Collinson, who's the producer, went, no, don't do that. You you, you won't like doing that. No. Just let him be happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, why is Mel there? Mel never besides had the, a family. Besides the fact she was in the that. episode. Yeah, how, the, the, how many other characters does Don and Noble come in contact with, or a doctor and Don and Noble come in contact with? Oh, and can I just Martha. say, there's, there's the Martha. big, there's the big speech we did, right? The big speech about what do you do to stay there and not travel? And she went, I had to do that. I had to learn to do that. No, you didn't. They took your memories away. Oh no, this is um, this was when uh, like the first time she met the doctor, like the Christmas special. So like after her. Her husband to be got eaten by the Rachnos, and she was like, "That's not the same. That's not also, the same as lie, what she was saying. Lie. That's lie. not the same because as what series, she was saying. Yeah, because in series four, in series four, she's like, oh, I went on holiday and I, I went to, you know, I went to Egypt and it's, you know, walk around here, don't drink the water in your back after two weeks. So, yeah, yay. no, it's not yeah. the same because it was talking about how do you do the life and then stop the Christmas invasion or the Christmas, not Christmas invasion, the the wedding runaway bride runaway bride yeah. that was not her joining the tardis going around forever she got zapped on there it was a big whoa what's going on one adventure and you're off it was not the same yeah. as what he was saying that was a reference to her time on the tardis full stop or else she'd be ill-equipped to have that conversation what a load of crap donna noble Blah. I guess we can say it's about her breakdown that she had, and she had to deal with all of that because she could. There, right, but she wasn't kind of, consciously aware kind of, of it. Yeah. There's yeah. other characters who could make you, you know who could make that conversation. So well, well, yeah, I miss Will. Um, uh, but, you know, they yeah. have the everyday adventure, and the thing they uh, because Rose is vegan and accidentally gets like the wrong the wrong bowl of something because Sean got it wrong, and everyone's like having a moment, having a mare, trying to like get the right thing. And the dog just smiles because you know that's just the everyday adventure of life. Do. Yeah, and it's just it, it's just normal drama. And the genius part of this is, yeah. you've left the doctor with the nobles, and what yeah. that means is Shooty's not the one who got rid of got rid of tenant, but what it also means is that's still up in the air for someone to take away. 
it it can make a villain the one who takes out 14 it can be a self-directed i think i think you know very uh uh, um oh good place i think i'm ready to move on i hope it's just the opposite i hope someone (laughs) i hope some of happiness no no let him have his moment of happiness let him have that and then let him still sacrifice to save something it's a chance to make someone a legend the one who kills yeah. 14. So yeah, that's my, mm-hmm. that's my, I'm sitting there going, because at first I went cheap, cheap <laughs> and a cheat, cheap and a cheat. Look, no, 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 you bring it back, he needs to die. And when the, 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 the by generation, I went, no, yeah. weak, 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 weak. Um, from, from a way of going, how do you relaunch Doctor Who? It's always there in the end. He's mm. always there in the background. This can be wrapped up whenever you want it to be wrapped up. And that's the thing. Because they're, they're saying, when, when we see shooting next in the Christmas special, there has been a big chunk of time between, you know what could have happened? Something traumatic could have happened. He could have done whatever. Something could have happened to the nobles. Something could have happened that caused him to get to that regeneration part. There's so many different avenues of trauma. And all his, well, it says to him, you don't have to stay forever if you miss it. And he's like, he says, you know, I fought all these different battles mm. for these years. And now I know what it was for. It was for this. If someone takes that away. Yeah. And he says, I've never been so happy. I've never been so happy in my life. life. Yeah. And he smiles and we cut back to Shooty, the next doctor, the new doctor, flying his hardest off to a new adventure. And we just get the Cairo destination Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. With, with the goblins. And I don't know if you, you got the, no. the trailer for it. No. Nothing. Now. Before we get to like our end game thing, I'm going to send Ian a photo uh, on Facebook Messenger, so you might hear a ding. Uh, this is the reveal revealed today uh, at like 11 a.m. for us on the Sunday. Uh, this is Shooty Getwood's new Sonic screwdriver. I really want to hear your opinion. I've muted Facebook. It's one of the few things I have muted. So I'm there. Yeah. Let's take a look here. Um... Oh, this is stupid. Looks like a, remote. Looks, looks like a platypus or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it folds about. It does all these things. Seeing it, like, working, I think it's kind of cool, and I'm slowly growing on it. Uh, what I th- There's an interesting thing to it. You know, uh, you, you know what is, else slowly grows? Mold. Mold. Fungus. These things yeah. slowly grow. But the um, on the back of it, there's, like, a Gallifreyan thing of text, and it's uh, actually a Rwandan proverb, which is uh, where Shuti originally hails from. So that's cute. Oh, that's yeah. nice. It's, it's nice. Yeah. It, it still looks dumb. It's very flat. It's like, like a, don't be wrong. I like the cylindrical look sometimes. I got used to sonic sunglasses. I'll get used to this, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it folds about. It's all compact. It reminds me of Amy's sonic probe she had in an episode. It's... I want to see it work in like yeah. in in motion because I had the same reaction originally with Jody's Sonic, which is still I like Jody's Sonic. I grew on Jody's Sonic a lot. Um, this one maybe my opinion will change. I want to see it like working properly uh, on Christmas Day, I guess. So that was the giggle though. We welcomed in a new Doctor. We said goodbye to a fan favorite. What did we think of the giggle? Had a lot to do. Mm. Uh, did it. Um, it was, 
the reason to justify getting Tennant and Neil Patrick Harris in the same room felt underwhelming. That being said, anything with the two of them in the same room was fantastic. Yeah. So maybe more could have gone into the story of what was the thing, but whatever. It's means to an end. Um, I think the arrival of Shooty Gat was underwhelming outside of the by generation. I think that's a neat gimmick. But he doesn't have that great initial moment. He doesn't have, you know, Geronimo. It doesn't have how do you fly this thing. It doesn't have any of that stuff. It doesn't have tenants for some reason sleepiness that no other doctor seems to have. Um, and that's okay. Um, it gave us a chance to say goodbye to tenant without saying goodbye to tenant. And I'm sure there's some fan service in that. Uh, also what would it have meant for, and I didn't think about this until now, what would it have meant for Donald Noble to have seen him die only, only weeks after having him or however long it's been since he's been back in, in the, mm. in, in their timeline. But after being robbed of those memories to have him restored and then lose him, that's saying something. Um, overall, I think like I, I liked it without question. I liked it. It, it. it asked. It was a lot. You had to get done in one up. I forgot a thing. I forgot to mention the by generation. Um, if a showrunner who wrote the episode says, "I have a theory," that usually means that's what it means. Um, I, it's 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 a choice, and I forgot to mention it when it happened. But basically. Russell said on the audio commentary, and I'm not going to go, audio commentary means it's canon, because it doesn't. It's just, this is an interesting concept. Mm -hmm. When the bi-regeneration happened here, it splintered through time, and every time a doctor regenerated, they, you know, got to stay whatever. So when the fifth doctor regenerated after the caves of Androzani, he wakes up and the sixth doctor and Perry have gone off. Or when uh, Nine regenerates, he is still with Rose or whatever. It's just that thing of alternating timelines because time is whatever, and it, it bleeds into the Tales of the Tardis thing. It's basically them going, see, Tales of the Tardis is canon without it breaking canon, and it's just alternate timelines and people meeting. It's it's a harmless thing. They call it the Doctorverse just in the sense of alternating. We've always seen alternating timelines. I'm not really too fussed, and we're probably never going to see it impact the show. It's an interesting thought that everyone's getting angry about because whatever. Cool. Yeah, it's. (laughs) I don't. I think it's his way of also being like, if we want to get old doctors back, we don't have to excuse them looking older or looking whatever. It's just because X, Y, and Z. So this helps us for the future moving forward. If you really want to have an older previous incarnation. Yay, I guess. Yeah, it's it's um, it's a nice it's it's a throwaway for continuity let's to just help sus- celebrate the show. Let's just suspend our disbelief. We're fine. Yeah, it, it it's one of those. I think that's for people to go. I need to have an explanation for every single thing. If they were like, "Here's the fifth Doctor, and he looks like old balding P- Peter Davison," I'm I don't need to go. I need to know why he's not got as much hair or why he's a bit t- tubby. I just go. It's the fifth Doctor. Moving on. Yeah. Doctor Who seems to be like the kind of friend. It's not like with Star Wars where you get the CGI face app, Luke Skywalker. Doctor Who fans seem to kind of accept that and move forward. Um. Anyway, favorite moment or element? Because I had my little ramble. Uh, hmm. I don't particularly know. Um. 
I mean, okay, yeah, yeah, I do know. I do know. It's the puppet show with um, mm. the doctor's history kind of being given to Amy Pond, not Amy Pond. Oh, I shouldn't have said Amy Pond. Now it's got me thinking Amy Pond. I'm giving <laughs> it to Donald Noble. Um, or it's the honorable mention to the Noble barbecue in the backyard. Yeah. Really enjoy that. It's a good bookend for the entire, like, that entire era, like, 2005 to now of Doctor Who. This is why I think you should have done your your proper reboot, whatever on iPlayer after this, because this is this is the bookend yeah. of the entire 2005 to 2023 era. But whatever, that, that's the, my minor grumble. I can take it to like a my own little brain. Um, for me, I re- I really like the bi- I like the bi generation. I think it's really interesting. I think it's an I I do. I think it's a really interesting way to bring in a new Doctor as well as just a way to have them interact because I you get to know there's some kind of happy ending in some way that it's going to be okay. Plus, it also just means that I don't have to worry about all of the baggage of the last 60 years and we can just get a fresh start at a doctor without having to tie up loose ends as we've had to do for like, God knows, 10 had to tie up some some loose ends of, of 9, 11 had to tie up the everything with from before, 12 had all of 11's baggage. 13 was dealing with a trauma of whatsoever so i think it's i think it's an interesting concept and i i'm never we're never going to see it happen again but i thought it was i thought it was a good way to bring in the the new the new doctor to be fair we haven't talked about shooty gatwa's performance one bit yet oh he's good i like him there's a confidence and a swagger there um which I found surprising. I think all the other doctors show up and they're a little bit lost and befuddled. And I guess if it's going to sink back into his memories from previously, and you, you, I guess that explains that. Yeah. Um, because Tennant's broken and Gat was like, got him. And it was weird yeah. to think. Usually it's kind of the other way around where the doctors are leaving at their most battle seasoned and they're yeah. sort of uh, arriving as their most vulnerable um so pivoted on that um he's very charismatic without question he's very charismatic from the trailer he just got he's got this like swashbuckle adventure charm yeah i can see that i can see that Mm. so i felt it was you know he's here and he was here for longer than you usually would expect so i thought i thought it warranted a comment yeah he's almost there for half the episode it's really yeah granted like maybe a third of that time is him playing catch the ball, but still, uh, little grumble. I wonder if it has anything to do with catch the ball. It does actually, man, it's, it's such an episode of like highs and lows. Um, man, I think it's the op. If it's back to this again, they had to cram so much into an episode. Um, yeah. I'm not sitting here going series. Don't got time for that. Cause it's not really that it's not that they didn't set things up. They couldn't pay off. It's just a lot to do in one episode. It's yeah. not like when you're watching Loki and you're going, Oh, okay. You've been telling me a story for six episodes. Now you got to cram stuff into it. This is clearly one episode, one episode, one episode. I'm fine yeah. with it. Individual stories. Yeah. Link in some way. Um, I'm not a fan of the by generation out of nowhere with no explanation besides i thought it was a myth and then we just get over it although the, to be a doctor who fan means to put up with a little bit of a let me talk you through what this is yeah everybody be okay same, with it 
It's the same in 66 when everyone went, where's William Hartnell? And then Patrick no, Tarrant had to wrong. go, well, I did, the, there's this actual really interesting thing called renewal. And I'm, I renewed, oh yeah, it wasn't called regeneration. And I would respectfully like go, I would because I hear you, but I would respectfully yeah. go, that's a show that's trying to figure out its own internal logic at the very, very start. Oh, yeah. Which is different to a show that's been doing it for, <laughs> I'll use their number, 60 years, <laughs> and going, all right, where are we going with this? Although it does give me some fan service and give me what I yeah. want. Um, man, Neil Patrick Harris is great, but Neil Patrick Harris, oh, it's man, they give him every benefit they could, and he dominates when he's on screen, and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then he and then he gets beaten by a ball just slipping out of his hand. A guy who can redefine reality. Now I know he's bound by the rules of of of, of the game in a way that doctor and doctor aren't because he said the rules of the game were i will play against you know three different doctors and he kind of does and he kind of doesn't yeah three different interpretations of the doctor so i guess he's still kind of he said i will play the third one against the new doctor which is not what happens um yeah ironically all the stuff with the tv and the puppet and all that meant very little yeah, it's it's a it's a calling which is weird because for the last like since they announced the the, the titles we were like oh this is gonna be what's the toy how's the toy maker done this what crazy game and it's like oh it's not really the the point of the episode despite the episode being titled that it just feels like we're in an era where people who are doing um roles that get passed around or passed down whatever it is mm. they want to be the first to do this. And so, you know, Craig wanted to die as Bond. Spoilers, everybody. <laughs> so Tennant's the first one to come back twice. He's immortal now. That's it. He is clearly... Yeah. What he's done is he's gone rank all your doctors. They're all second place. Because only now one got... Now I can got put t- David Tennant twice. Huh? Now I can put David Tennant twice on my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So David Tennant gets to go no one else. And not through any storyline weird, my hand was regenerating reasons. Mm. But like, <laughs> or or like, I've got a 50th anniversary special. He had two yeah. separate runs. That's, everybody else is fighting for second place now. Yeah. Um, And so we get, and he's also the one who doesn't die, at least not now. Not yet. For, for now. He, this is, he's, I guess he's going to be the doctor that regenerates off screen somewhat, but oh see i think this is the still they make, make a series and there's then they'll do still this. hope you can bring him in for and here's the other part so is this yeah. a good so i guess the question would i'm i'm petering off because have you done your grumble yet i don't want to take you away for your, no, your I, okay, grumble. I, my, my my grumble is it is kind of ball game to save the universe it just it's whatever it's fine it's just ball game on a sound stage yep it's yeah i i get i get the reasoning because it it happened in the first like somewhat the same in the original story but we're in 2023 so it's not the end of the world but it's just ah fine i wanted to see shooty do something more tell me your idea my question is yeah is there any way where the return of david Tennant and the fact that he's still around we haven't written him off yet can this do harm for the shooty gatwa era I've seen Doctor people Who. worried about that. From what I've seen Russell say, because again, I watched the audio commentary, I listened to the podcast, I watched the behind the scenes documentary. Uh, he's like, there's going to be like maybe one mention of 14 and that's to explain like the TARDIS and everything. That could be a lie. Right. I don't know. I, but I you've, like you've, established he's sti- you've established yeah. he's still out there. 
Yeah, I think it's because we're, we're following the doctors, the doctor from this point onwards. So we're just, it's kind of right. in the background, the doctor got to have his rehab and we can imagine all the nice little adventures he had with his found family before he went, like, okay, it's time. So this is the closest parallel we have to something like this is Capaldi and River Song, and they're yeah. going to have their last night and it's going to be 25 years and we never saw her again. Yeah, that's like the, yeah. so. The she goes from there to then the library. We know, we know. As far as her story yeah. goes, yeah. she's going to the library. But as far as our perspective goes, that's the last time as a viewing member we see her. Yeah. So is this that for ten? But the difference is we hard. know we know she dies in that place, which also none yeah. of that prevents her from popping up on our screen again and being like, "Yeah, this is this is yeah. this is three weeks before I went there for the night." Before I, like, you can do all sorts of stuff with her, which you could with any character in Doctor Who, I guess. Yeah. But we've created a a, a situation now where tenants exists. He's in the universe until we say he's not. He's in the universe and not that that'll get brought up, but does it give the anti shooty people who go, you gave me back my favorite doctor there ever was. You haven't quite killed him, but now you're saying like the new kid, like the new kid. Cause when they moved on from tenant to Smith, I wasn't watching when they moved on from Smith to tenant, you told me Smith is dead. Get used to captain eyebrows. And I'm like, all right, I got to get used to captain eyebrows. Hmm. Then we move from captain eyebrows to, you know, a uh, woman to a, to, to to chris's buddy jody and it's going you know cool uh, okay i don't cap the eyebrows anymore but you were kind of left with here it is this is what's for dinner you'll like it because that's we threw out the stuff from the day before pardon the, the joy of abruptness the service right however so you couldn't course correct even if you wanted to within the rep because now they've they've totally done everything because now a doctor can come back twice you can explain mm -hmm. it enough so all the doors are open for anybody to return and the bridge is never burnt could that be a bad thing i have concerns that they're very much going to go into shooty shooty series is you know you got your gaps between like series one and two so you could effectively have a different show on during that time or you could bring mm. a doctor back to go the mcgann <sighs> adventure the eighth doctor adventures or what's 14 and the noble family doing we know rose is coming back we do know rose will return so yeah i you know maybe that gets is petered away and we go it was great to see when you exploded and turned into you is there a danger yeah, because the, 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 these things could all happen with, with, yeah. with, with the new Hooniverse. Is there a danger? What was it? I'll never forget the time the doctor was me. What's that for? Who's, who's that? Which there one's was, that? There was 11. I was 11. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'll never. You could theoretically create a situation where technically this isn't the time when the doctor is shooty because the doctor is several people. Because if you want to sort of make like a Star Wars, Marvel type universe out of this, yeah. you can play in time. And the role of who's the doctor is no longer yours. It's doing to, for, for who, what Batman's currently going through, where there's a bunch of people playing Batman a or the Batman. Joker yeah. or all those things. So no one's the definitive Joker of our era because it's, it's, it's a multitude now. I think, it, I don't know. It's different for me because I'm like, obviously like being a, a bit too much of a doctor who fan i go yeah cool this person is the face of doctor who right now for the series like 
main series, but then I'll also, I will be listening to stories or books or different things where old, old actors who've played the doctor. Yeah. And that's, di- that's different. And I think for me, because I've, I've gone through like four different doctors now where I've been going, I can listen to Paul McGann. I can listen to so-and-so. I can still, these doctors are still returning for me. Granted, audio format is different, but they're still yeah, in I, my brain constant. I kind of see everything else as ancillary content. It's out there. Yeah, exactly. It's floating. But who's got that spot on BBC One, 6.30 on a Saturday? That's your prime spot. And as long as that remains the exclusive property of Shooty Gatwa, maybe- I think it does. Huh? I'm hoping it does. Yeah. Spinoffs like Unit, Torchwood, whatever, like they were in their own thing. But those are spinoffs in their own thing. Exactly, yeah. That's not going, here is a whole, here's a doctor. Here's a doctor you like from before. Um, I think there's a concern as much as it, it pains me. I think you, you, you got to close the loop on the David Tennant stuff sooner rather than later because it provides, it provides an avenue just for people to come. It provides an opportunity for people to, 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 to stump for people to, uh, oh, I'm looking for the word, but I can't find it. Um, Doctor Who ends at this point. David Tennant is my Doctor for, well, is the Doctor Forever kind it, of It thing. gives a chance to rally people around this existing Doctor who's still mm. there. And unless you, you can know. sort of close the loop, you mm. that's an avenue they can go down. It, it that's there is a, like obviously you can you can weaponize any part of fandom which is a concern and i i want to see how it plays out christmas will be interesting to see how people go i do wonder if they'll they have to bring it up sooner rather than later in the series because we get the christmas special on christmas day and then doctor who begins shooties uh series begins airing may time yeah. so during the summer for us you can't kill Tenet off at Christmas. You can't do that. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. I think it would just be like, I did, like, it will probably be like a throwaway line <laughs> when he sees Rose one time being like, oh, it was crazy seeing you. And she was like, yeah, last time I saw you, you exploded into nothing. Oh, I th- I How does th- that happen? Does he regenerate? And then he I think you've into got nothingness and transfers into. Life? I think you've got to show it. I'd be okay with that. I think you got to like show a- it. I think if you kill the doctor off off screen, people are going to lose their minds. Oh, they did. They did with with um. They did with what's his name with with Baker. Right. They didn't care as much with with McGann. Right, but you do. McGann. Right, but you bring back Tenant, leave him in a happy exactly. place, and then just go. Yep. Yeah, so, 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 it's so weird. There's only one of you now. It'd be like what? It could it could be a webisode. It can be like the tr- you know that one they did before the fiftieth. You know how uh, Pixar used to be like. Here's a short. Yeah. Film. Do, do 12 minutes that's fine christmas special christmas special obviously christmas day you know what why not christmas treat before that starts kill off tenant yeah merry oh, christmas geez. here's the here's, here's your web here's your mini episode before the main episode starts new year's day new, yeah new new year new doctor new year new doctor new new, 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 new doctor new 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 new, new who i that was i guess we got our rating yeah we just got our ratings left yeah so what do you rate the giggle oh uh, 
it's kind of weird. It's kind of like a Christmas dinner in itself where there was a lot of good stuff mm. there and a lot of stuff. I'm like, why is this on the table? No one eats the cranberry sauce. And that's kind of what the, uh, the, the, the titular giggle thing was and elements yeah. of this. It was just like, oh, it's, it's just too much. I'm full. I'm full. I'm full. I have, I have the dishes I want to eat. I just want to eat those. I don't want to fill up on, on this other stuff. That what, Why have we made this? Who likes this stuff? Um, so I'm going to go that and i felt it really shifted it as it maybe i don't know is this shooty's first episode is this tenant's last episode i think this tenant's i think shooty's first i felt shooty got i felt shooty got a bit too much shine in the last 15 minutes where tenant just looked sad and shooty just looked like hey old man <laughs> time for you to go to the old folks home <laughs> i'll be having this hardest now cheese. yeah yeah go have your cauliflower cheese um Oh, so it limits me. I'm going to go. You know what? It's an ending without an ending. I'm going to go eight. Okay. Um, I like out of all the three, I think, the, I think Wobbly Yonder was such a beautiful, succinct story. Yeah. And it's so good in a vacuum. Yep. Um, I really did like this. I like this from a, a, a law perspective, a meta narrative perspective, from a character perspective as well about donna and the doctor and you know the legacy of doctor who um i, re I really like that shoot he gets uh, a decent amount of screen time to to do the farewell before we see him it's only two weeks until we're going to see him again so i'm not like going oh i needed more shooty i, I would have been fine with some shooty crumbs i really enjoyed it uh i think it has a, a lot of problems it's it's a russell t davies uh cliche finale of how do i write my way out of this which is fine but you know i sort of expect more from what i've seen of his other shows but it's doctor who so the power of magic and hope mm -hmm. uh i'm going a bit higher i'm talking between an eight and a half and a nine and i think because of that i'm probably i'm going eight and a half uh but i've seen this three times now i watched it with the audio commentary then i watched it with t this morning to do the notes like i'm i'm giggled out i will probably i wonder how they are back to back that'll be an interesting mm. thing for a few a future version of myself who's been therapied out uh yeah i think it's going to be an important I mean, it's an important episode we had this conversation before there's an important episode mean it's a good episode and or a great episode and those are all yeah endings are endings are really big and they're tempting to go i'm not saying you're wrong nor am i i'm trying to figure out and go I think what was it 60th episode what was it about this sorry about the 50th is that what you're saying I think it's a good 60th oh, uh, 60th episode? Anniversary episode. Yeah. Classic companion, classic like references to classic things. We get to celebrate different incarnations. So we, is we respect the this future. one the official 60th? They're all the They're all the official 60th. 60th. I think this is the, the, the entire thing, I think, is a good like anniversary series. What does it say that the 60th is tenant? The it's like they've Dr. pushed Hope. all their chips in and they've gone, mm. the best season or the best mo the high point of a series, Russell T. Davies, David Tennant. That's I it. I it's one of those weird things. I think if you did if you did this in like the eighties, say, for like the fortieth, the thirtieth anniversary the four, yeah, the thirtieth anniversary or something. Yep. You uh that'd be the nineties. You do it in the nineties for the thirtieth anniversary instead of that weird EastEnders crossover, which we don't talk about. You know who who would who would 
You know who it'd be? It'd be Tom Baker. It'd be Tom it'd be Baker. This, be, well, so it's that thing. Who who is the face of the current let, generation? Let's go back because here's a question: sixty or fifty? Yeah. Oh, and I think the answer is fifty. I think the fiftieth does more. I think the fiftieth does and more. And fifty more gives doctors. you Tom Baker. Exactly. Fifty goes. It is Smith, but it's also Tennant. Here's a fun he little story. Yeah. Don't forget Billy Piper. We're not going to do Rose Tyler, but Billy Piper. Billy Piper's so important to this. Mm. And we're going to give you a bit at the end with Tom Baker. And by the way, Gallifrey, we're, we're, we're not forgetting exactly. about our roots. And we've waited three time Lords in to talk about Gallifrey, mm. I think at least in that capacity. So I think mm. I prefer 50 to 60. And also 50 was one. It was one episode. It might've been an hour and a half, but it was one episode that I want from, from 60. 60 gives me something else that I no, I didn't know I wanted, but it gives me something that makes me, that I enjoy in a different perspective to the 50th. 50 didn't, that's also because 50 is such a big number. 50 didn't 50 have to launch. Big. 50 didn't have to launch anybody. 60 does. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess 50 is, 50 is a big number, but I think every 10 years you're going to go, what's the thing we can do oh, yeah, to exactly. make this feel huge. Um, is this? Oh, dear. are there any of these characters who are leaving we might see again? Um, I know we'll see Rose, we'll see Kate. Sorry, we'll see... of the of the. So that's true. So I guess what yeah. I mean is, there's the ones they've established. There's the ones they've signposted coming back. I guess I'm asking, Tenant Tate. I don't know. I. I'm 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 like I'll be I'm a kid in the canister. I'm like oh I really want I want these chocolates I want these sweets, and then there'll be a point where I'll get home and I go I think I'm too full I'm sick I'm I'm sick from all of these sweets. I you don't know what's good until you've had too much of it, but it's also you don't know what's good until you've had until you've like not had enough. So I'm I'm in. I'd be okay if I never see them again, like in the main story, but I'd also be okay if I saw them in some capacity. There's there's been a lot there's there's enough tenant to fill like seventeen swimming pools. Um, you could do a tenant moment similar to the Baker moment from fifty in ten more years, yeah, and I'd be okay with could, that. You could, you could, like you know, if if oh. you want as well, you can go. You know, he has a full life cycle, a full terrestrial life cycle where he ages in re- and, and whatever, and hey, then he goes. We've been doing all these comparisons to various uh, things. Did I bring this up earlier? about Maybe. the inclusivity i don't think i brought this one up we talked about the first female master predating yeah. the first female doctor we talked about the first visible minority or, or non-white i guess i just should say yeah. uh master predating the first non-white doctor let's not forget the master brought back an old face before the doctor brought back an old face and john sim Ooh. Yeah. So there seems to be a pattern again. These two and and their story, yeah. but I'm just sitting here going. I'm looking over my own fandom, as I think you do in these moments. Whenever you end, up, yeah. I think whenever you get to a new beginning, you do have to ask yourself, do I want to continue? Is this something I still want to be a part of? Or because yeah. endings can be endings, can't they? Oh, How many yeah, people okay. wish yeah. they'd gotten off the bus when Avengers Endgame happened? Mm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm going, who from that back universe would I ever want to see again? Besides the ones, I mean, I'd love to see Amy Pond again. I'd mm. love to see, I mean, did they do any, a disservice by not doing Rose Tyler? I don't know. But, I mean, outside of that, it's like John Sim and Missy. I love the Masters. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where the future goes. I, we got two weeks, and if I don't like the Christmas special, then I go, oh well, and then I'll passively watch because you know th- that's what it. Yeah, Doctor Who is one of those things. It's it's always there in some kind of form for me. Is like it's it's exists in some kind of bubble in whatever way. So I'll sign up. I'll sign up to do the Christmas special. I'm 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 not mm. I'm not ringing you on Christmas Day to record or anything like <laughs> oh, that. Maybe Boxing Day, but um, <laughs> or maybe a couple of days after, but yeah. um. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that, and then I'll, I'll sort of uh, see where my uh, where my um, universal remote has gone to. Okay, to see if it's nice. going to uh, pick back in. Universal remote. There we are. So, because it's what it's what Gat was uh, screwdriver looks like. So I'm yeah. going to call it that from now on. Cool. So there we go. So thank you so much for listening to well the ending of the 60th special, the giggle as well. Uh, I guess we'll see you in the future for the church on Ruby Road is yeah what it's called the Christmas special. Let me jump in here because the numbers here are very very do do quite well for us on these two episodes okay. relative to the other ones. If this is something that you still want to hear some sort of stuff on, if you want us to go back and try and rejoin our timeline back with Capaldi, uh, I'm I'm dead serious. Close it's, that it's, loop. Yeah. It's it's yeah close that loop and get back together. Mm. It's best film ever pod on x twitter whatever you want to call it get a hold of us tell us that you uh you're interested and i might see if i've got the capacity to go ahead and do that because the numbers are going to make a load of burner accounts the number yeah exactly the numbers are good but it's just what kind of engagement are we getting i don't know so um if people are up for it i mean it's always a fun it lets it allows for easy comparison shopping which is which is yeah. the more fun conversations to have 50 versus 60 what, 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 what a great little sideway to go let 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 let's compare um it, it's the benefit of a show like doctor who it's like uh it's like what we said in our previous episode shakespeare in love you know you will never age you will never grow old you will never die because doctor mm-hmm. who is constantly re- reinventing itself so same sort of uh same sort I of concept there to 100 i i I mean, it's 40 years away. Anything could happen. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I've been Ethan. And I've been Ian. I'm much like the Doctor. We, we've been doing this series of Who Do You Think You Are for like two and a half years nearly. We've been doing Best From Ever for nearly four years. But it's safe to say I think I'm the happiest I've ever been. We'll see you next time. Allons-y.